Boom. It seems like it's been a long time. It does. How long has it been? Uh, Friday. Friday. What's today? Monday? Tuesday? Yeah. Monday? Monday. T- no. What is today? Tuesday. Tuesday. It's been a long time for what? I don't even know what fucking day I is. don't know where it is, what time it is. Too either. much of a whirlwind life, Eddie Bravo. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast is brought to you by The Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for The Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will save 15% off the number one sex toy for men. Oh, boy. Yippee. <laughs> go get it. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Onnit. Onnit.com. That's O-N-N-I-T. Makers of Alpha Brain, the cognitive enhancing supplement. New Mood, which is a 5-HTP and L-tryptophan supplement. But you know what, folks? I'm not a scientist, nor am I unreasonably smart. So don't listen to me. What you need to do if you're interested in anything uh, that's nootropics, and that's what Alpha Brain is, and that's what uh, Bill Romanowski's Neuro One is. There's a bunch of really good ones on the market besides the one that we have. But if you're interested in the one that we have, go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T, and enter in the code name Rogan, and you will get 10% off of anything you buy there. Anything you buy there. Also, the first 30 pills, there is a 100% money-back guarantee. You don't have to return the product. You can just say, yo, this shit sucks, and you get your money back. Hey, that's, dude, that's when is Aubrey going to come out with a mushroom head alpha dog? You know what I mean? Like... It's a mushroom know, head what? alpha dog. Well, you know something. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> no, no. You know how basically there's already been supplements that uh, you know there's like brain factor supplements. Like Larry's company even had a brain factors. But what right. he did is he did that and fucking ran with it and made it the best it could possibly be. Yeah. Get the best shit, the best quality gourmet brain factor supplement. Right? There's right. been plenty of them, but th- this one's gourmet. Um, do the same thing with you know dick pills. You know, like those uh, herbal Viagra. Take right. that shit and that shit work. Go. You know what I mean? I like think the there's ultimate some stuff that probably has some sort of an effect on you. I think it's all about um, nitric oxide. That's uh, that's what like that's also in like Jack 3D and things along those lines. Like that's one of the reasons why they say that Viagra is actually like a performance enhancing supplement. Did you know that athletes take Viagra now? Hell yeah, all I the need pussy to start they playing get. Soccer. No, no, they would have to to keep no, up with it. It actually helps your athletic performance. Oh, that's what they say. That's what they tell the bitches. They find the Viagra bottle. This is this is how you've been fucking me for two hours straight. Ah. No, no, no. It's it's for uh, muscle recovery. (laughs) That's hilarious. Come on. Yeah, they fund a scientific study for it. (laughs) That's what you got to tell the bitches when you get caught with Viagra. Oh, it's a bodybuilding thing. It would, you know, my dick works fine. Could you imagine if it was a grand conspiracy and that is really what it was for? You just uncovered that shit. Hey, let's let's talk about this on the podcast. Cue the music. Make it official, Brian. Oh, we haven't even started? No, bro. We're creep. The Joe crazy. Rogan experience. That was all. Train my day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. All day. Hey, people will hear it. I mean, it's, it did. See, it's an illusion. It did start, but yet it didn't start. It doesn't officially t- start until the music starts. Oh. But all that other stuff was recorded and broadcast, so it did start. You guys do so it it's like an a illusion, pro- like a professional bro. radio show. You got an intro. But yeah. That's right, Eddie. You know why? Because I wanted people. If you, if ever, <laughs> if someone ever wanted to edit it, I wanted to make it as easy as possible. Take out where the advertisements are, but 
I also wanted to make the advertisements as uh, organic as possible without sounding like too much of a queen. Mushroom dog. <laughs> what is mushroom dog? What is the like idea? A big mushroom head. You know but what I mean? I don't That's get what you the can call dog. It. The dog part of it. I don't know. Yeah. Just, it just, it's it's like you want to you want to fuck like Loke a vicious dog. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's mushroom it. dog. Mushroom dog. Right. Uh, Maybe a cartoon really like a like a wolf like dog with a giant boner as the logo. Well, you know they used to say that that's what the, the Vikings <laughs> that the Vikings used to take mushrooms, and I think it was the Amanita muscaria. It was it, I think that's the mushroom they were supposedly taking, and they would uh, they would go into berserker mode. They would get fucked up on mushrooms before they would go and jack people. You know, I mean, is there a mushroom that enhances sexual performance? I mean, don't the mushroom experts say that? Being on mushrooms makes you sexual. The times I've been on yeah. mushrooms, I definitely was sexual. You want yeah. a massage and you right. sex feels awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. So in, in terms of like how it feels, yeah. Like marijuana too. I mean, especially when you eat it. God damn, man. If you and your lady eat like a little pop brownie together and you chill together for an hour and wait till it kicks in and whoa. You can have some intense sex. It's like it's almost like a psychedelic experience, man. Nice. It gets it gets dark. It's uh it's um I think I think that like you know most things that are uh, as far as like feel and sensual things like music and stuff along those lines most of those things are accentuated by marijuana. Absolutely. Right? Of course. You're the you're the first person that introduced me to marijuana for people who don't even know. Eddie Bravo back in the day. Got me high, and then we had ice cream Sundays. It was the greatest experience of my life. <laughs> you know, because when I, when I started smoking weed, everyone thought I was fucking crazy yeah. at the gym at jujitsu. I was a purple belt when I started, and I just became a, a hemp activist trying to, you know, uh, preach the truth about weed. And everyone thought I was crazy, and then. I thought, man, if I can get Joe, Joe's so smart, everybody <laughs> listens to him. If I can just get Joe high and his, you know, I knew for sure your comedy would just fucking just sprout. I knew, I was a million percent sure. I just had to talk you into it and you weren't easy. It took a couple months of sitting down and talking to you. You were like, you know, you were like me. I was like, I was not into it at all up until I was 28. I thought it made you fucking stupid. I thought, turned you into a loser. I don't think it took that long for me to do it, dude. I don't there was really a couple. Remember. I remember one time I was on the 101 freeway going over Lancashire, and I, I had you. Like we couldn't just start talking about weed all the time. It, I would seem like a fucking just some insane dude if I just brought up weed. <laughs> My mission was to, it just I just had to sprinkle it in sometimes in our conversation. And then I I had you. I was talking. Uh, I was on the freeway and I didn't want to go over the pass and lose you. It was so, such an important call that I I pulled over on the freeway to finish my point, some story, some analogy, some weed analogy, some historical facts, you know, some shit that I was reading from Jack Herrera's book. I had that shit memorized. I would, I would, I would Xerox the chapters and have make copies of the chapters and I'd be at jujitsu and just handing them to dudes. I couldn't hand them books. I was, I was a brokester. Oh, that's right. I remember so that. I would pass out pamphlets of all. Mm. I would just Xerox shit from Jack Herrera's book. <laughs> and people thought I was nuts. <laughs> they thought I was crazy. They, 
That's totally really funny. That's so funny, man. Yeah. You're that guy. You're that guy that at the guy. locker room yeah. handing out leaflets. But yes. hey, man, that's yes. what you had to do before the internet. Man. That's what I was that's doing, what you had man. To do. I just wanted to do it. You were the internet. You were a human internet. Yeah, once people started to think I was crazy, that just yeah. drove me. Now I got to right. prove to these motherfuckers that I'm. So I would bring in pamphlets. I go, just read that. Just this right. one fucking page. And then if you want, read the second page. And then people, it was making sense to a lot of people, but still, you know, most people like myself were totally afraid of it. And and then when I started hanging out with Joe, it was it was at the I heard about you training. I heard that there was an actor guy training at the gym. It was before Fear Factor. It was like during news radio. And so I was like, yeah, there's an actor, dude. He's on NBC. He's you know he trains you know at night or whatever. And I was training during the day. And I ran into you once or twice. And go, oh, that's that actor, dude. Never watched news radio, but I saw you at the comedy store. I loved going to the comedy store and I was there with some chick and I'm like, that's that dude that trains at my school, the celebrity dude. And then you got off stage. I'm like, hey, dude, I trained jiu-jitsu. You remember me? And you're like, oh, shit, you're at the Machados. And we just started talking there. And One then- time Eddie, Eddie thought that someone was fucking with him at a, a diner because Eddie couldn't, he, what, you didn't have your, your contacts on. Yes, I didn't remember? have my contacts on. It's nighttime. I was kind of a little tipsy. Yeah, dude. And, and you actually <laughs> recognized me and I didn't recognize you, right? Yeah, I was, I was uh, outside of your range of vision. And you're like, oh, dude, I can't see shit. Outside. How yeah. bad is your vision if you don't have contacts on? Um, it's not that bad. It's, I just, if I... If I'm like 10 yards away from you, you start getting a little fuzzy. Do I look oh, like okay. a pretty girl bad. right now? Huh? Do I look like a pretty girl right now? Well, maybe. I have, I have my contacts in. Maybe, maybe I was. Uh, it was at Mel's Diner. You, yeah, I was at Mel's Diner. And yeah. I was walking. I thought you were like hitting on the chick out or something, right? But you weren't. I don't, I don't know what you thought. I think you thought I was fucking with you. I think you thought I was fucking with you. I don't, I don't remember what it was. I was, I was just, I don't remember what I said. I was just like, yo, Eddie, yo, Eddie. And for whatever reason, like your brain misinterpreted that as someone fucking with you. And then you're like, oh, hey, dude. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. I could have swore it was you saying that you couldn't see that good. Yeah, I couldn't see that good. And I actually thought you were, you were fucking with me or I don't know what it dude, was. but dude, I, that could not see that good. That trips me the fuck out because my eyes are going, man. And I barely I knew was, you. I barely yeah. knew you. I didn't watch news radio. Um, I, there's a lot of dudes that go to the gym. Yeah. And I, I met you once or twice. I was probably faded and right. you know, and someone's calling me and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But then you were taking privates from Silvio at the time. Remember? Yes. You were only doing privates in the beginning. You weren't rolling. You thought you were doing the best shit, right? Yeah. I was only rolling with him. And then you guys were like on an off hour. You invited me one time remember yeah. he was giving you a private and you invited me to come down to roll too yeah Eddie came down and st- stoned and strangled me <laughs> he was so high I could totally I remember that high. too I got you in a twister too oh dude you got me in everything you I think I just got you, you once I think you got no? me a couple times I think I, it was more than once I think it was like twice I was just a purple belt yeah I wasn't that good and you're fucking you came in strong I didn't, and I didn't know what you were doing I had no <laughs> idea what you were doing when you went for that twister roll dude I was so lost that's when uh, we started training together. That was so fucking long ago. A long time ago. Man. And then, and then we ran into each other in '97 in Louisiana. Yeah, the you, UFC. You were the, with Ricky Rocket. Yeah, I was with Ricky Rocket, drummer for Poison. I just recently met him. We were. Uh, I don't think I did. I meet him back then. 
I don't know if I met him back then. I, I might know. have met him back then, but I recently met him at um, yeah. the Hard Rock. He's a black belt Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. The drummer of Poison. Yeah. All yeah. that makeup, Legit. all Machado, that hair. Yeah, yeah, Machado lineage. Yeah, he's hardcore martial artist. He was yeah. way into Jeet Kune Do as well and like weapons and shit like that. He's, yeah. He was in, before Jiu Jitsu blew up, he was already into Kung Fu and shit. Right. He, and he just jumped on Jiu Jitsu, you know, because he's smart and. I, I love when people get into it. What's his name? Jonathan Lipnicki? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. The young kid who was an actor. Was he from Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Yeah, that young kid from Jerry Maguire is really good, apparently. Apparently, Heffron rolls with him. He strangles Heffron. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I love hearing shit like that, man. That is crazy, though, right? Dude, it's one of the coolest things that I hear when we go on the road, when we do comedy shows, is how many people come up to me after the show and tell me that they started oh. doing jujitsu after they, they listen to the podcast. I get those tweets. I get those tweets all the time. And they yeah. always tag you in them, too. I'm sure you see Yeah, them. yeah. All, all the, the time. time. All the time. Yeah. I, and I meet those folks. When I do comedy shows, man, this uh, this past weekend, Fort Lauderdale, I met a gang of dudes who were talking to me about jujitsu. A gang of dudes that had uh, hadn't done jujitsu until they listened to the podcast. <laughs> just one after the other would come and tell me that, which is awesome, man. You hear shit like that, isn't you know, it crazy? That awesome. The drummer for Poison is a bad motherfucker. He'll strangle people. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, yeah. right? Fuck yeah! Nobody wore more legit. makeup than Poison, but I that know. dude will fuck you up <laughs> with weapons, well, with kung fu, with jiu jitsu. Yeah, what? I, no, no one ever really gave a fuck about the dudes in the crazy, you know, hair and makeup doing that because everybody knew they were doing that because they were rock stars and they got insane amounts of pussy. It's like it was never even. I mean, even if you were like, oh, look at what they're doing, and look at you're wearing crazy lipstick and crazy makeup. They got so much pussy, you couldn't say shit. Yeah. I mean, what do you like, that's basically the more feminine they go, they're going, yeah. the more pussy you get, the more you could dress like a chick because no one can say shit. Yeah. Man, if you had I mean, 50 hot chicks around yeah. you, you could just start sucking a dick and you'd be fine. Oh, like, they I got don't. all these chicks. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think you would lose a lot of people with that. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone, you know what? You know, you, there's rumors about David Bowie, and you hear yeah, those Mick Jagger yeah. rumors. With what do you the, think with the, that with is, With the Rod man. Stewart. But here's you know the thing. I mean? And it's we don't just care. Like, it's just like that Richard Gere uh, gerbil rumor. You know, you got to wonder, you know, how, how easy was it to spread a rumor back then? I mean, did did Mick Jagger and, and, and David Bowie really go to bed? Really? <laughs> That's a serious rumor. That's yeah, the, it's an incredible rumor. The gerbil rumor. Yeah. Remember that? I think it was one of the wives said it, though, that she walked in on them, had, which is I always would, like, I would, I would, It has to be. I would bet for that. I think, think so? the rumors, oh, yeah. I yeah. think back then the internet was uh, the tabloids. Mm -hmm. That's it. Those right. newspapers you see at the store. Everyone yeah. goes to everyone goes to Rite Aid. Everyone right. goes to a drugstore. Everyone yeah. goes to yep. the airport. Yep. Well, yeah. Yeah. You see. Yeah. Those those are like those crazy sites. Yeah. You can get that shit out real quick. Cause yeah. remember, it's like extra extra. Read all about it. Yeah. Like if you made the front page of some newspaper back then, everybody read the newspaper. Yeah. Now, when was the last time you read a, read a newspaper? <sighs> I rarely read newspapers. When I go to Starbucks, read I'll read online. the cover. I'll read the cover yeah. at Starbucks. That's it. Classified. I ain't going through that shit. I'll do it if I'm classified. on the road by myself and I'm really fucking bored. I'll get the New York <laughs> Times. I'll get the New York Times and I'll go through that thing. <laughs> I never like, look at the newspaper. I, mean, I, I probably should, but it's like, man, I don't, I don't know. It's outdated. Newspapers are outdated. You already know all this shit in a newspaper like twelve hours before you see it in a newspaper. Yeah, it really is an ineffective way of doing it. That's why right? they're hurting. 
That's why New York Times on the iPad is probably going to uh, one day be more impo- uh, popular than the regular New York for Times. Sure. For sure. See, what's really important, though, it, real journalism is really important, but it's real scary and it's really dangerous. Like for someone to really dig deep, like Matt Taibbi style into the inner workings of the government and corruption, and Goldman Sachs and all that shit. Dude, that's terrifying. But that that kind of shit, that's we need a lot of that. There's a lot of chaos and corruption going on. And it just seems every year like it's like more and more just a part of the way we just accept the the, the that this life how this life is set up. That we we don't we don't even we don't, we don't even no one's going to do anything attempt. about it. Yeah. No one's doing shit about Nothing. it. Nothing. Just the way it runs, man. It's not going to go, you know, it's it's going to take a lot to shift the power back to the people. It's going to take fucking a miracle, man. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, the, the situation that we're in right now is amazing because this is the first time where people have really kind of truly been aware of how the whole system runs. Yeah. You know, and you look at all these different, you know, National Defense Authorization Act and this new one that doesn't allow you to do any protests where there's Secret Service anywhere nearby. Yeah. You can't, you can get arrested. It's a felony, which means you can go to jail for over a year for protesting, which is supposed to be a part of our constitutional rights, the right to protest. But they just recently passed a law, Obama signed it, that if you protest in front of Secret Service agents, while Secret Service agents are protecting someone, it could be a candidate, it could be a journalist, someone who works for the White House, whoever the fuck the Secret Service is protecting, if you are protesting in front of them, that's a felony. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I mean, like communist cra- Cuba type yeah. shit. It doesn't shock me. That that just makes fucking sense. The way the presidency is, is turning out, it's... For a million percent, Obama's going to win again. I mean, they're just, for sure he's going to win. There's no way. He's gotten so much done for fucking big business. There's no way he's not going to win. There's, it's Mitt me. Romney, it's, he's, he's got YouTube videos where they show him lying back and forth, evidence in your face, mm. him flip-flopping. It's just busted out. He's yeah. caught lying so many times. And he's the dude who's going to uh, go against Obama? It's It's a... They 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 want Obama back in. Obama is staying. This shit's set up. No I think, way. Mitt I think Rom- all the other ones just Mitt, aren't Mitt, that good. You know. Yeah, and you say that though, but you know how many old racist white people are just so looking to get yeah. a white guy back in power, and especially mm. a white Republican to straighten things out. Regular and if people. Mitt Romney. Regular people. If Mitt Romney flip flops, that's all well and good, as long as people accept him and like him enough so they can get him to be their puppet, because that's all they're looking for. Yeah. They're looking to get a puppet in place. I don't think I don't think regular people are gonna mind nearly as much as you think. You know what? Who knows what the fuck is happening? That's just my guess. I my guess just, is my guess is, is a million percent Obama's gonna win. It, lo- it looks like he's being set up to win. He's just he just looks like so powerful right now. I, I mean, think it's Romney? Roseanne Barr. Jesus Christ, that Roseanne guy's Barr. a joke. Roseanne Barr. Why? Why do you say Roseanne? she's up for? She's trying to be president. Is she really? Yeah. Like, wow. like uh, she was in uh, this place at eight the other day. The waitress had this badge on. It says, I Roseanne Barr for president. And, and I was like, why, why do you have that? She goes, oh, she's running for president. And she was here like an hour ago. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what, dude. She for sure could be governor. You know, if she wanted to start off as governor and work her way up to president. If there's any woman who I think might be able to do something like that, right. she could do it. Okay. Roseanne's a powerful woman. You know what I mean? Right. That's a badass bitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Roseanne Barr was a killer stand-up comedian. 
She was a killer man back in the day, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. She yeah, even she looks like presidential. It. Look at that picture of yeah. her. On I'll it. tell you what, dude. She's fucking smart, man. Re- read her tweets. Yeah. She says some smart shit. She's cool. She's, you know, she's she's obviously crazy. She's a comedian. We're all crazy. Crazy in bed. Whoa, Brian, you think? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you ask Tom Arnold? Ooh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a dude like Tom Arnold, that that's a that's a tricky situation, man. There's so much. Obviously, he's a talented guy. I mean, Tom Arnold, I, I like Tom Arnold. I've been on that Best Damn Sports show oh. with him. He's a very nice guy. And obviously talented. He's really funny in that movie he did with Arnold Schwarzenegger. But when you're a dude and you're married to one of those super powerful women, like, man, that's got to be a weird spot. He seems like he would give me heart palpitations just being around him. You know, like really? he just seems too intense and fast. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Yeah, he, I don't know. He was cool. I liked him. But that's a tough spot, being, being married to the, the superwoman. You know, it's hard. Good luck with that. Good luck with Usually that. Usually they're, they're, they're like like a really quiet personal trainer type dude. <laughs> Some dude who gets like really good massages and can eat her box. Did you hear about all those hookers? What happened? The, the hookers in New York City or the Colombian Secret Service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were awesome. A, the Secret Service were in a brothel in Colombia and apparently one of the Secret Service guys refused to pay and uh, it became like this big thing where they brought in the police, you know, because you can't just do that. And so... Uh, this is their story. Who knows what really happened? Right. But apparently the Secret Service was just going at it in Colombia. Yeah, they went there like a week early and just getting wasted, getting girls. And I guess there's up to like 15 girls that, that checked in. Because, how does this story ever get out? Well, this, this seems to me like who the how could anybody mismanage something like this to the point where they would let this story get out? Well, because there's so many people involved. It, every time a, a, a hook, the hookers are, I think, legal there. Right. So they work these things with the hotels for security reasons. Like if you're going to be coming in the hotel to be a hooker, then you have to leave your ID at the front desk. And uh-huh. uh, so it's kind of like on paperwork. Like it's legal, it's tolerated, but there's also uh, trails for everything. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, well, we don't know what happened, but apparently she said that he didn't want to pay. That's what she said. Uh, I I don't know. I think that's what something it is. Like something happened up there. So, uh, that part. You know what's so? Know. It's, what is it so shocking? The Secret Service guys would like some sex. Yeah, <laughs> they're big brawny men that are uh, assigned to protect one of the most powerful people on the planet. Can't they get a little sex? Is that okay? But you know what's crazy is that these hookers... No, no guys hating. These hookers were allowed inside their hotel rooms where they had like itineraries for what like Obama's schedule was while he's going to be visiting and stuff really? like that. Like like insane shit. Like sloppy shit. That's oh, like wow. really fucked up. Oh, are you sure about that? Yeah. Then? Yeah. Heard it on Howard today. Oh, okay. I don't know. I think I reserve judgment until I know anything. I don't know what really right. happened. Who knows? You know, when, when someone says... As long as they were single, you know what I mean? Who cares? Let yeah, me have well, hookers. I don't, it's well, legal. What is the, all the, uh, you know, uh, it was... Um, well, someone said that he didn't pay. That was like the big dispute, right? right? Or something happened. Something happened. Or someone... Which is crazy because... I would like to know exactly what went down word for word. Like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Because, wait a minute. I didn't fuck you in your ass. Why are you charging me 300 <laughs> It did not put it in your ass. I did not put it in your ass. This is... Call your manager. Call him. Oh, no. Call him. Call your manager. You know who the fuck I am? I'm Secret Service, bitch. Whoa. Oh. Do you think that's how they roll? <laughs> Could you imagine? 
That'd be crazy. So, dude, speaking of Secret Service, I watched the, you know, uh, there's these um, folks uh, at this production company that used to do that Jesse Ventura show, the Conspiracy Theory show. And I was talking to them about this idea that they have. and they Wait, we, we the got, producers of that show? Yes, yes, okay. the producers of that show. I was talking about to them about this idea that they had. And as we got talking, somehow or another, we got to talking about conspiracy theories because of that show. And uh, what they wanted that show to be, what it ultimately became, and how like they, they weren't happy with the direction that it all went. But they started talking to me about JFK. And they're like, like have, you, like, have you seen our special on JFK? I said, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the case. You know, I, I know it pretty well. I've, I've read several books about it. I've, I've watched a bunch of different documentaries on it. Well, they gave me this, the, the Jesse Ventura episode of it. It's fucking, it's pretty interesting, man. You saw it? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Did you learn any new things? Well, you know, it's, well, they set up uh, a rifle thing where you could see, like, the distance of how far he was shooting from the window and, like, w how accurate... You know, you could be with that rifle in that amount of time in six seconds, fire off three shots. And you watch that and you go, wow, that's not likely. It's not likely he did that. So what's your theory on who did it and how did they get I away think with it? Well, this is the other thing. They, they focused on this guy, E. Howard Hunt, who uh, is a, a known assassin, a known CIA agent, a guy who was, you know, he was... Uh, Arrested in water, for Watergate and wound up doing time for that. So you believe he was assassinated his death, by his deathbed the CIA? Yeah, for sure. I think if I had a guess, yeah, because he wanted to abolish the CIA. Yeah, I don't. I think Lee Harvey Oswald probably wasn't innocent. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious that Lee Harvey Oswald was some sort of a government agent. But it seems more than likely when you look at all the evidence about how fucking ridiculous the whole scenario was, the way they were parading him in that open area with, where, where it was totally unprotected, the president with the roof down, and they slowed down around the turn. The Secret Service guys. There's were, so much shit. There's right? so much shit. They. This is a setup. They they set this up and they killed that fucking guy. Yeah, and for someone for people not to at least say there's something fishy going yeah. on. Like what what is fishy to you? Like you look at nine one one, shit. There's just so much fun. Isn't it fishy that Tower Seven just fucking got demoed? Isn't that fucking fishy? It doesn't yeah. that ring a fucking bell? You know, there's just now? so much nonsense with yeah. the with with the case. The the single bullet theory is yeah. often debated. Okay, and the the scary thing about it is how many people are willing to come up with some this weird, irrational explanation for why this one bullet did all these unlikely things, and then wound up on the gurney. And the only reason for that is because that one bullet helps negate the possibility of conspiracy and attribute all three bullets to one guy. And it's the only real reason to do it. And the only reason they had to attribute this one bullet to all these wounds was because there was a man under the underpass, and this guy got hit in the face by a ricochet. The, rico the bullet hit the curb right in front of him, and the, um, the curbstone came up and fucked his head up. So this guy had to go to the hospital, and he told them what happened. So they, had, they knew that was a shot that was in the record. And they knew there was one other wound to Kennedy that was in the record. So the headshot, or before the headshot, the, the one that hit him in the back had to do all of his damage and then all the damage to Governor Connolly as well. So that's the only reason why they attributed it to this one bullet. And then they magically find this bullet on a gurney in the hospital. 
And then the bullet doesn't even have any damage to it. The bullet looks like a bullet that's been fired through water. It doesn't look like a bullet looks when it goes through two human beings. It just doesn't. Period. I mean, it's nonsense. Every single test that they've ever done where they've tried to duplicate it, they haven't been able to. Mythbusters wasn't able to. Every time they hit bone, it fucked that bullet up. It shattered that bullet. The bullet was all contorted and twisted. Not the magic bullet. The magic bullet came out in near pristine condition, like they shot it into a million pillows. It looked amazing. Yeah. It didn't even look flattened. It's some scary shit. It's scary as fuck that people were willing to accept that. The only reason that that is on record is because they wanted a conclusion that they had already come up to. They, they'd come up with this, Lee Harvey Oswald was guilty long before this was ever, th th this was ever a question. Yeah. It'd be hot that Mar if Marilyn Monroe was so the much one shot. Yeah. It's like so much evidence of... Yeah, they uh, wanted Lee Harvey Oswald to be guilty. That was period. That's what the Warren Commission was set up to show, that Lee Harvey Oswald was guilty. That's why that best evidence book is so creepy. It's a fucking creepy subject, isn't it? That they yeah. killed the president? Yeah. I think it would be really cool, though, if it was like Marilyn Monroe and Jimi Hendrix in like a hot air balloon with two sniper rifles or something. Like if it was something <laughs> that sexy it. and awesome. If they did what? a legit, <laughs> a legit <laughs> investigation where they were killed after the, the person who shot, if they were, it, it would have, uh, there was just too much fishy shit. They would have they went, they went after it. Yeah. Well, the photos of E. Howard Hunt are ridiculous because there's a photo of him at, they arrested three hobos that they were arrested by the way right outside the area where the grassy knoll is where the supposedly the headshot came from the reason why kennedy's head goes back into the left and there's a photo of him when they were arresting these three hobos these hobos were not hobos man they were they, they were they really? looked like yeah they looked like young men healthy people they didn't look like there was anything wrong with them they didn't look fucked up they looked and E. Howard Hunt is clearly in that photo. You can pull the photo up. E. Howard Hunt, uh, JFK assassination photo. And there's an, uh, yeah, that's it, man. So you can see him. See that guy with the hat in the back? Yeah. That is E. Howard Hunt. And they, they've done, they've taken photo images and put his face over the face of, of E. Howard Hunt. It, his bone structure and everything, it matches exactly. That guy was a killer. That guy was a fucking killer and he was hanging out behind the grassy knoll. They arrested those guys and then let them free. Didn't charge them oh. with shit. They look like hipsters yeah. now. Didn't charge them with shit. Despite all the evidence that there was someone in the grassy knoll shooting, shooting guns, there was all these people saying that shots were coming from behind them that were standing in front of the grassy knoll. They had all these witnesses. And a huge amount of people mysteriously died that were witnesses to this shit. A huge amount. There was a documentary they did where they, they, they talked about the odds what, what the odds were that all these people who had witnessed the Kennedy assassination would be killed in either violent murders or horrible car accidents or fires or, you know, train track accidents where they parked their car on train tracks. I mean, they, they killed a lot of fucking people, man. You know, it's, it's really possible that they tied up all the loose ends. It's really possible that they killed the president and then they went out and they killed a whole bunch of people that might have been able to tell that they killed the president. Yep. And they clean that shit up nice, and they put it in a big book, and they call it the Warren Commission Report, and then there you go. That's it. There, there you go. go. Same no thing worries. with the 911 Commission Report. Same thing. Do you think that? Do you think? Do you, think, do you really think 9-11 was a conspiracy? Is that what you think? For sure. I think it's just so damn fishy, man. Just so much. I mean, isn't it fishy that, isn't it fishy that, that Tower 7 got demoed? Tower 7 is fishy as fuck. That's fishy. But, <laughs> but it, it, what, what's possible to me... 
it's always possible in the back of my head that you got to look at incompetence. 1,500 engineers and architect and architects, they say it's all bullshit. That is Tower 7, right? That's what yeah. their dispute is. It's not 1 and 2, though, right? Uh, 1 I'm and 2 sure. is more... I'm not sure. See, the thing about 1 and 2 that a lot of people don't know when we're talking about the towers that fell, this is crazy 911 conspiracy shit. Fuck you, Rogan. I'm shutting this off right now. I'm tired of your fucking pseudoscience. Towers 1 and Tower 2 were really the only tower that we know of that's ever been hit by a full jumbo jet full of fuel like that. And who knows? It's, it's, it might have been that design just was not really the right way to go if you're going to get hit by a fucking plane. Because if you w watch the way 1 and 2 fall, to me, th they fall like a building that's falling apart, which is like I w what I would assume would happen if, if it started you know, crumbling and crushing. Like it would fall apart that way. When you look at Tower 7, though, Tower 7, it goes into its base. It collapses into its base. It doesn't collapse from the top down and pancake like 1 and 2. There's video of it. There's several angles of it. We need to get to the bottom. Yeah. It was left out of the 911 commission report. And then the explanations for it are fucking retarded. You know, oh. NIST came out and they did a presentation. It's on YouTube. N-I-S-T. Mm. It's ridiculous. Do you think, though, here's an alternate explanation. Do you think that Tower 7, first of all, was the, the how it's a less sinister possibility. Tower 7 was home to a, a lot of different organizations, right? Like wasn't the NSA and there was a lot of different physical records that were kept there yeah. that were lost yeah. completely in the demolition. Is it possible that if you have a place or a building that's filled with so much sensitive information, so much dangerous, sensitive information, that they might have built it with the design to implode it whenever they wanted mm. to? And in the case of a breach, in case of the possibility of losing all that information to you know, other governments or, or what have you. Well, if, if that, that was the only thing that was fishy, there's like a thousand things. Right. There's just so much shit. That's just the most obvious Well, that's one. the only thing if, I looked at for that. That was one. the most obvious. Look at like the Pentagon and all that shit. There's so much. But it is there's also so possible. Much. I do also reserve the possibility that I don't know shit about architecture yeah. or engineering. And that if you start a massive fucking gasoline fire in the yeah. basement of a building and it turns into like essentially like one of those inside of one of those green egg ovens. I don't and think the floors you just, all fall you, just apart. you look at right. Tower Seven. There's several angles. Yeah. It it gets demoed right in the middle of all that shit. Well, it lo it certainly add looks that like every, it. Add that to everything else, and then you saw what what people are capable with JFK. Did, you know, you that's know just it, like it's yeah. business as usual, dude. No, maybe no. I'm 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 not saying it's not, but I'm saying one of the things that's interesting is even though it does go in like a controlled demolition, it doesn't blow out like a controlled demolition. It's almost like maybe they just like did a really sweet one. Why <laughs> do you figured out how to do like what we got a really nice way of dude, doing this? So Minimal explosion shit. really just kind of falls apart. This dude, information dude, dude. doesn't seem important enough for that though. Like 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 if you, yeah, it's security kidding? security got breached, but it also was an airplane to the side of a, a fucking you know building. I don't think that there's like people jumping off the airplane going like get the documents get all the important information, you know Like no, no, I'm not saying that I'm saying exactly. that like, they built it to, to be able to do that to it You know I'm what I'm saying you know from what the very moment they built it They knew that they were gonna have the NSA there right. they knew they were gonna have the DEA documents whatever the fuck they've got going on in there Whatever crazy shit bankers There was there was a lot of different like really high-level government organizations that are being run out of this building if if they wanted to design it like so that 
if it anything happened, if there was a fire one day, they can just crush it. They can just bring it down to the ground. Maybe, maybe I they. That seems like a small possibility. It's a small that's, one. That, that seems like that's a, that's, if, if they wanted to spaz a, out a little. Or but something. because if it's not that, I don't think. Okay, because my question: if it's not that, then what is it? They what they loaded up the building while everybody was working in it. That's highly unlikely. It's it's highly unlikely that you could get away with loading up a building. It takes weeks no, to do that. There's shit. a lot. We of talked about that. Dynamite up the ass. Remember? Oh yeah, up your ass. What? One stick at a time. You take. You remember? In <laughs> That's right. We did talk about this. That's hilarious. There's lots of evidence of. There's lots of evidence and eyewitnesses of crazy. Like, like for weeks and weeks, workers coming in, certain vans. Like there's a lot of testimony. They're like, yeah, we just see these guys. They work in here at you know off hours. Oh really? Yeah. There's so much evidence. It's they did such a sloppy job. They just wanted to. So get who are these guys? To, these guys that went and um. Who knows? Who loaded up all these explosives. They're who just, knows? We don't know. Someone did it. <laughs> Someone did it. Tower Seven is fucking really that controlled demo. Staff of Starbucks. That's and really then look possible. at look at the That's Pentagon. Amazing. They're saying a plane crashed into it, and when you look at the wreck, there's no plane wreckage. That's another huge one. The Pentagon, a missile hit it, or oh, that was a bomb. It was one or one or the other. They finally released the explosion, the three frames. There's mm -hmm. no plane. Well, there's something that hits it. It looks like a missile, but the, it, there's but, no wreckage. But, but is it? It's is no wreckage, isn't there? I've, why haven't I? Haven't I seen photos? Of yeah, you gotta look into. Yeah. No, what, no, what you do is you see photos. No, you see what you see is a photo up close of like some machine thing, like up close. That's not what I want to see. What I want to see a picture, a backpack, the whole front lawn where everything's all fucked up, and there's suitcases, and there's tennis shoes, and there's shit that you see, and there's been plenty of planes wrecking. They know what plane wreckage looks like. You see fucking seats everywhere. So you think they just came back and sprinkled? Some shit down and no, went dead. It happened place. immediately. I remember when it was going on. They well, showed pictures. Well, no, no. When when yeah. you think about what got blown up in the Pentagon the day before nine one one, Donald Rumsfeld. You can go goes on. Yeah, he goes he goes in front of the Jesse Ventura. Show. Yeah, it's you can also see it on YouTube. Donald yeah. Rumsfeld the day before nine one one. He has a press conference explaining how we just found out that the, uh, the enemy is within. The, somewhere in the Pentagon, we have the enemy, and we're going to find out. It turns out we're $2.3 trillion. Uh, $2.3 trillion are missing from the Pentagon. Yeah. So we need a. The, that's what they just figured out in accounting. That's what he's just talking about the day before. Next day, fucking 911 goes down. Uh, a missile blows up the accounting office and all the accountants. Well, there's photos. Brian Isn't that strange? Photos. Isn't that, that is fishy? Crazy. It's CI, if this was a CISI episode, you would definitely look at that, right? You'd go, yeah. that's some fishy shit. That is some... Brian, do me a favor and pull up that uh, Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory thing. It's on YouTube. Go to YouTube and write uh, Jesse Ventura conspiracy Pentagon. Don't look at my phone. Dude, they blew up the accounting office and the accountants, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that just figured out that we were... That they... Uh, Whatever they did, they swindled two point three tr trillion dollars. Jesse <laughs> yeah, Jesse <laughs> Ventura conspiracy theory. Uh, Donald Rumsfeld. I want to know how they steal it. Pentagon. Yeah, when? Let me see if this is the one. This was a, he's See, so, when you put all so that shit together, you put all that shit together, you're like, dude, what the fuck are you guys up to? You guys are up to no good here. I've been governor, a Navy SEAL, a fighter, 
Oh, we don't have to hear this part. <laughs> I just like hearing. Now I think it's time you get the whole story. Is this the clip we're looking for? Is this the whole episode? I don't know. Oh yeah, that's the, this is the whole episode, dude. We can't do this. Yeah, well, what are you looking for? I just want the the one Donald Rumsfeld quote. Oh yeah, just uh, go yeah. put Donald Rumsfeld nine ten oh one. Put that really? shit on. Let's listen to that. What do you got to say about that? Next day, the only part of the Pentagon that's blown up is the accounting office. Brian, just try to find that shit. I don't know. What, it's, I know it's, um, it's Donald. Maybe. Donald Rumsfeld. Did this you might be it. Six minutes long, though. No, that's not it. You'd have to. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld <laughs> has a press conference where he reports that they have simply lost $2.3 trillion. They don't have receipts for it. They don't know where it went. Do you recall that, the day before 9-11? Well, if you don't, that's what happened. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. And how ironic that the exact place that was struck in the Pentagon was where all those records were supposedly had to be. Now all destroyed. So I guess the $2.3 trillion we as taxpayers just say, say la vie. Now, isn't that a bit much? I have to no me, idea. Did he just punch her? Why has all the tape punch the her the pussy, I think. been confiscated, put in national security, and we're not allowed to view the plane hitting the Pentagon? And don't come back with me and say, but they did. You saw that little flash of five frames. I have no idea. Well, you know, the, the it, government... It's very has, Warren Commission-ish. The government has a tremendous propensity for secrecy. And the Defense Department and others do as well. You believe that? The lawyer admits our government's still hiding the truth from you and me. There was no rubble outside. But there was. All there was was a hole. That's what right. happened to where ask the wings this, hit? Ask that question to our 9-11 Commission staffer, who was the only survivor from that room who made it out. I did talk to April Gallup, who was actually inside the room in the Pentagon, and she looked me in the eye and told me unequivocally, I saw nothing that indicated a plane hit the Pentagon. I felt that a bomb had exploded. Their witnesses could always have different versions of different things. Well, that's a ridiculous okay, so statement. Hold on, Governor, kill it. Asked me a lot of questions that indicate that. Of course, you would feel like a, a bomb hit it. Right. If you, any kind if of loud got, explosion. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it really is like a bomb. Right. What is a bomb? It's an explosion. And that's what fucking happens when a plane flies into a fucking building. That is an explosion. That was like watching Steven Seagal rape but you, somebody. You saw, you saw the footage of the five <laughs> yeah. frames that they released. There's yeah, no plane so, there. So, that chick, you put it all together. It's so hard to see what it, that is. So hard to see what that is. And there which is photos. why they released it. <laughs> But there's photos off it, it. It's weird, Come on, man. Come it's on. weird right that a plane. That's ridiculous. It's shit. weird that a plane. Um, you know, they've they've had people like try to emulate that that physical force of like p pulling a plane into those G's. And they yeah. they haven't been able to do it. I mean, just if you put it all together, Donald Rumsfeld talking about the day before mm. talking about the, they just figured out their two point three. A million dollars is missing, and then they blow yeah. it up. Come on, hey Brian, do me a favor. Do me a favor and pull this up. P pull up. Um, what was the exact phrase that it was? Uh, oh, a flight simulator. Flight simulator nine one one Pentagon. 
fail. Yeah. M- the guy dude. keeps trying it over and over again on a flight simulator, and he can't get it's, it to it's work. It's too hard. It's just yeah, too it's hard. Like he can't get it. He can't do it. They have expert pilots trying to do it. They can't do it. It's that so thing fishy, was like bro. flying like inches off the ground when it hit. What, well, you know, the other thing is, what if, uh, you know, if whatever hit, what if it was under remote control? What if there was a way to do it manually, like with a, a remote control that a, a person physically couldn't do flying a plane? A person physically couldn't control it. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's that's, what, that's the reasoning. There's why. so much yeah. shit, dude. They're just and that's then you, there's other layers to that. Right. The, the NORAD, they just ignored all that shit. For well, like, they, uh, they had a stand down. Dude, for there's some just reason. so much shit there. You could do three hours on it. It's all yeah. a big fuck up. They fucked up, and you knew they they knew they could fuck up, and they knew no one was gonna stop them. It could they, it, no could, gonna it stop could be them. mass incompetence too, mixed in with some fuckery. It could be a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? Like it could be some fuckery mixed with. Just real government and competence. And then that all led in into all the bullshit the in the Middle East. It was all bullshit weapons of mass destruction. All yeah. that. They're on TV in front of the world, lying their ass off, and they know they can get away with it. And George W. Bush and Obama, they're all in the same fucking bed, man. They're all just lying their asses off. Obama is the biggest fucking liar out there. That guy's just full of shit. Had a, well, when he was running for the, for the presidency, he had a posters of Che Guevara in his office and... Oh, man, he fooled me right there. I'm like, damn, the guy's a Che Guevara fan. That, that's a fucking revolution. Yeah, meanwhile, right he's been one of the worst people we've ever yeah. had yeah. as far as, like, taking away civil liberties. I mean, that's not a melodramatic statement, ladies and gentlemen. If you look up the National Defense Authorization Act and look up this new one that makes it illegal, it's a felony to protest near a Secret Service agent. Holy shit. And Obama was for peaceful it, Peaceful huh? protest. He fucking signed it, man. Peaceful protest. What about all that weed talk in the beginning? Ugh. Oh, if, if I'm president, I'm going to push for legalization. Bah, 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 bah. The whole weed, the whole weed community, the whole culture, the whole business, they were all behind Obama. Yeah. They thought Obama was going to be the one to push it through, make it legal across the board, legal adult use. You know, What do and you think it is? You- they got behind Obama. They were fighting for him, the whole weed. And then he turned his back. You know, but it was all planned anyways. It wasn't like he, he, he just like he all of a sudden he became just an evil fuck. He, he's that's been planned. This is all planned. This is all bullshit. They're slowly taking away our freedoms you know, day by day increment, you know, in increments. And we're all just sitting there watching it fucking go. And no one's even paying attention. It's really amazing. But no this is all attention. this is all you need to know, ladies and gentlemen, really just put this into your head. Anybody that's trying to take away your right to peacefully protest is not your friend. They're not looking out for you. They don't want you to be able to talk about the shit job they're doing. They want it to all just sink in like the evening news with a big fucking stupid smile on their face. That's not good. There's no way to rationalize it. It's not American. It's against the Constitution. But does it surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not surprised at all. Look, man, I've been watching this Game of Thrones. You ever watch that show? No. Oh, dude, I'm hardcore addicted. I'm only like five episodes in, but I'm hardcore addicted. It's all like... It's based on this fantasy land, this uh, middle uh, Middle Earth, you know, like where like winter is like fucking ten years long and summer is like nine years long and there's dragons and, but 
the, the my, my my point was these motherfuckers are just constantly trying to jack each other to get better positions. They're constantly worrying about being jacked by some other people who are coming over the hill. They're constantly worried about getting fucked up by the dudes from the north who want back their land. It's just and you realize that's this is just like there's no difference between now and then. I mean, we're not used to seeing dudes sword fight in the street like they were back then. But there's not that much difference between now and then. It's all just done through different machinery and different language and different, you know, methodologies and, and you know, different governments working together to do it and doing as nonviolently as possible. But when the shit hits the fan, the boys hit the shore, guns in hand and fucking tanks rolling over the ground because somehow or another there's some shit going down in Afghanistan that we're really, it's really important that we're there to stop it. We got to stop Afghanistan. What, what, what? I mean, it's so transparent, so clean. Like, there's really, there's really no room for it to be anything other than what it is. It's like, oop, there you go. Do you think it's really a ridiculous North Korea? war? What? Do you think really all the time we're, we're we're going to attack North Korea soon? No, I you don't think, think so? so. No, I think North Korea needs they need food, man. They're, those people can't even get their rockets launched. They've ra- launched a couple. They've failed a couple of different uh, rocket launches. I think we're going to war again soon, very soon. Because I've been hearing a lot of people being called to shore or called to duty. Really? Yeah. A lot of people. Like, it's weird. Really? Yeah. Where have you been hearing this? Uh, maybe I just made it all up. Am I allowed to, <laughs> am I allowed to talk about that? <laughs> Probably not, right? I don't know. I don't know, man. Is that some... That's some dark shit when you know somebody's about to get called up. Like, people... There's somebody I know that's, like, 45, and, like, he's been out of it for a while, and they called him back. This ain't Starship Troopers, man. It's not like the bugs are coming and we got to fight them off, okay? This is other people. There's other people on the other side of the world rocking it however the fuck they do. And for whatever reason, we got to go in and interject and fuck with their way of life and fuck with their existence. It's crazy. It's really crazy. That's not what our patriotic Americans that are serving because they really want to help this country. That's not what they deserve. What they deserve is to be involved in just wars only. What they deserve is to be at home and and to be, you know, with their fucking families and not have to use our resources to keep them over in some spot where they don't fucking need to be. It's nonsense. You're not going to fix Afghanistan. You're out of your fucking mind. That that place is crazy. It's all it's there's one city, Kabul, and warlords everywhere. It's like they're like mountains and shit. You you ever see the the videos of like the the troops bring back like shit yeah. like home movies, the mountains of Afghanistan? You're like God damn, that is crazy. They're like in some nutty Lord of the Rings movie over there. Nobody's fixing Afghanistan. Get out of there. It's just another Vietnam. It's another thing that we're going to regret. It's, it's the, the sooner they get out of there, the better. But they never will. They never will because they're in it for the money. And that's why it's so transparent. That's yeah, why I mean, so do you clear. really think that anybody high up with the real green light power thinks that they're trying to help Afghanistan? I, th- I think there's, you know, m- money's the bottom line. Right. Like the yeah. heroin, the oil, all that kind of shit. That's all involved. They do help. And that, that help they use to justify what they're doing over there. I mean, they can do that. I, mean, I don't they, think, I think eventually Iraq will be in a better position. I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't even say that now because we left, right? The, the United States is officially like leaving Iraq. It's only going to be like a few thousand soldiers or something there. Isn't yeah. that the case? How many I, th- I think that's right. And I think the only reason those people are there is because we bought all that property from, you know. We bought property from. <laughs> yeah. that, isn't that hilarious that we could even say that? That can't be true, right? No. Yeah. Do we yeah. buy it? Yeah, we them? always buy it. We always go into countries and buy properties. And buy properties and put up a base. Boom. What a nutty country we are. 
It's fascinating times, man. It's fascinating times. There's going to have to be some sort of a fucking mass awakening, though. There's, there's no way we can keep up this ridiculous psychotic pace with all the access to information that we have. The only way we're going to get there is we got to get into question mode. Start yeah. questioning everything. Don't accept Everybody everything. Everybody has Look to. into it. Even if it turns out to be totally benign, look into it. There's some fucking fishy shit going on. Yeah, but resources, too. Yeah. Look into know. it. Question yeah. shit. Don't just accept shit. Don't think. Don't think that your government is out for your best interest. It's not that way, that way at all. Politicians are just at the high levels. They're just getting theirs, and they don't care who's in their way. The, the real problem, though, is resources. The real problem is there's a lot of people out there that don't have any fucking opportunity for employment. There's fucking not much, man. And the United States Army, Marines, Air Force, what have you, is the, the best career option for them. And that's legit. That's legit in a lot of parts of this country, man. There's some parts of this country where dudes are trying to find a way out, you know? And when the Marines come along and offer you guidance and discipline and a way to pay for college, you know, for a lot of dudes, that, that's helped them. That's helped. I know a lot of people that it's changed them for the better. Until they use you. Until wars break out. Because I remember dudes when dudes joined the Marines when there was no war. And that's a, that was a different sort of experience. That was a guy who would join the Marines to toughen up. But once once war started happening, man, that's a completely different gig because now you're actually going to go and you're going to be involved in some insane one on one combat where you're shooting guns at each other. You know, I mean, that's more than likely going to happen. Can you imagine there's so few resources that that's a viable career option for a lot of people? But it is, you know, we we're lucky it's not us, but it is for some folks. And that fucking sucks. And I think a lot of that is because so much shit gets made in other countries now. There's not the nearly the manufacturing base that America once had, especially for like cars and shit. You know, we used to have like the dopest cars in the world. You know, America had like, you know, back in the day when, you know, GM and, and, and Ford would like do battle to have like the coolest cars with like Mustangs and Camaros. We, we made some cool ass shit, but slowly but surely that just fucking fell apart. Slowly but surely that just crumbled and tumbled. Did you ever see Roger and Me? No. That Michael Moore movie about Flint, Michigan? No. GM closes a plant in Flint, Michigan. Dude, it's dark. It's a dark fucking movie. It's, it's brilliant. And it's all about Michael Moore trying to uh, find out, like he tries to get an interview with this guy who was the head of GM and find out why he did that and see what he did to this town when he pulled out. I don't know if he didn't, if he lied to them or so, something happened and these people just were totally, completely unprepared for this. And he said, just simply abandoned it. And the whole town's like, it's, it's just crazy to watch how poor people were, man. People were selling bunnies for food or pets. And like, you know, so you would say food and the lady like grabs the bunny, like she's got this bunny in her, in her lap and she's petting it and you say food and she grabs the bunny by the fucking back of the head, breaks its neck and then just cuts it open right, right on camera and she's doing this. You know, it's like, wow. This That's is, in the movie? Yep. I yeah, couldn't watch yeah, that. Yeah, I know you couldn't. That's why I'm telling you about it right now. How is the bunny? Because I know you're in love with bunnies. I mean, it's that, but you know how lovable bunnies are. So this lady's touching this bunny and then when, you know, when they say food or pets, she just, she, you know, says food. So she kills it. When, when you think about that, that life gets that hard where you have this cute little bunny and you're like, all right, snapping its neck, time to eat it. You know, that's like you're getting down. That's an animalistic sort of a vibe you're getting into. You're getting into this weird, 
you know, that's a that's a that's a weird world you're living in, man. You're you're eating your pets. <laughs> I mean, that thing is, you know, that's dark. There's one thing to separate. We separate like the chickens are outside, and I'm gonna eat those chickens. My dog, I'm not gonna eat my dog. You know, there's one thing. But when you when you're eating your dog too, that's you've gone into the dark zone. You know, you've 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 gone into this weird desperation mode. You're eating pets. Don't read of mice and men either, yeah. Eddie. Yeah, there's a lot of that too. <laughs> George is not yeah. good with the rabbits, right? I wonder hey, if there's hobos out there that eat dogs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, dogs? I'm sure they do, brother. I'm sure they do. Right? No doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah, they eat dogs. Did you hear about, uh, we were in uh, Florida this weekend, Fort Lauderdale. Me and Duncan had a great fucking time. Awesome crowds. Thank you, everybody that came out. We had a fucking blast. Um, but when we were down there, a uh, dog had gotten eaten in the Florida Keys recently by a crocodile. A crocodile took a 65-pound Labrador. It flew four feet out of the water and snatched it off of, like, a, a, a wall. It probably happens a this lot. This dog there, was right? barking. This dog was barking. I don't know, man. I don't think... I think this is pretty rare. It's a big dog. Hmm. See, crocodiles are so much more dangerous. They go after shit. That's what people don't understand. Like... In Florida, like when when I was a kid, I lived in uh, Gainesville, and we would feed the alligators uh, marshmallows and shit. <laughs> and they would like ask you to please don't feed the the alligators marshmallows because marshmallows get in their digestive tracts. Meanwhile, these alligators would kill people's dogs. They, like would kill like old ladies' dogs. I was there when it happened once. It was like either it happened like right before we were there or right after we were there. But like my parents were really freaked out that an alligator ate. A fucking lady's dog like she was walking along by the water and the thing just came out and snatched her dog from her but crocodiles will chase people crocodiles will chase you they go after shit yeah they're way more aggressive it's a completely different animal alligators sit and they'll just sit and wait for something to fuck up so that that dog must have fucked up that dog just got too close but a crocodile will chase that fucking dog and might just jack the old lady you know they eat people no problem and this one flew four feet in the air to kill a dog. It's amazing that people would want to keep those around. Like, they're like you can't even shoot them. They have to, they're protected. Like, what? You, you don't think that's dangerous? I mean, don't you guys have kids? You want to keep this yeah. fucking stew? It's not like crocodiles are going to go extinct. Yeah. If you want them, go to Africa. Go fucking go look at them real quick and then come back home. But yeah. let's, let's kill all the crocodiles we have here. Are you crazy? Yeah. Let's make belts out of those bitches. Fuck crocodiles. Gonna fuck up the ecosystem. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> we, we are fucking up the Florida ecosystem, though. They got a real problem, man, with pythons, those stupid fucks. What? They release pythons and they get too big. <laughs> and then the fucking Everglades is like infested with giant pythons. Dude, we flew wow. over the Everglades and when we landed, it was early in the morning. Not early, you know, like 9, 9 a.m. And as we're flying in, um, like looking out, like out over the window, it's beautiful. But the fucking Everglades are huge. It's just all swamp. Like a big part of Florida is all just like water and trees growing out of the water and fucking giant snakes, giant 20 foot long pythons that are eating alligators. They're so big, they're eating alligators. There's a photo of a fucking python with an alligator burst out of its stomach. That's so how So basically up. the Everglades are, are like the Amazon. Well, it's kind of scarier than the Amazon because it's almost all water. Like a, a lot of it is water. It's like where we were flying over, it's like swampy and it's almost creepier than the Amazon. 
Because, like, the, the, I don't know, man. They're both fucked up. I guess the Amazon probably has more poisonous shit. Would you go to the Amazon? I'll go to the Everglades before I'd go to the Amazon. Because <laughs> I know a lot of the good old boys from yeah. Florida. They'll fuck around in the Everglades. They get those boats with, the uh, like, the fan behind it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they fish in the Everglades. Yeah. I'm totally fascinated with looking at Amazon DVDs and documentaries about the Amazon. But I have no desire to ever go, like... <laughs> Swim in the rivers and shit like that. I'm so, I'm so not a jungle guy. You remember when I first got this house and uh, we sat and uh, that I got a, like a little theater room and we watched that the documentaries from the BBC on the Amazon where you see that fucking crazy bird eat that like ancient that was dinosaur the fish out on the Congo. We've talked about this yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, remember what it, what an impact that video had on you? Yeah. We just think about how ridiculous it would be to go to any sort of a rainforest, the Congo, the Amazon, yeah. just to be dropped off in that shit. The Congo is the craziest, definitely. People live in the Amazon. I don't think there's a whole lot of people living in the Everglades. Well, I think there's probably like play, some parts of the Everglades we could drive to and live in. But it looked to me like there was a lot of it that would look like pretty goddamn wild. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Maybe people are just... I think people, there's a lot of people that live around the, the swamps. <sighs> Isn't there a show like on Swamp People? Yeah, something like that. People kept wanting to get me to go there, though. A lot of people I met were like, dude, you got to come out to the fucking Everglades with us, man. Come on, <laughs> we, we party out there, dude. We need some fucking mushrooms. You know what's scary is people that live in the desert. That's hilarious. <laughs> party in Florida, dude. Florida parties hard. They fucking party hard. Those were the f- wild crowds. I told them, and this is true, it was like the perfect crowd to get me ready for next week, or for this week now. Where'd you just, for, you uh, just played uh, Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, I just did the improv in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, it fuck, it was fun, man. Great crowds. But they're so wild. They're just crazy, man. Like, and uh, like two out of three shows, a girl would stand up and say some crazy shit. <laughs> it, was, it was a bunch of like really wild heckler experiences. But they were fun. They were really nice people, man. It was a good time. Good goddamn time. But they live in a tropical country, man. Florida, that's a goddamn tropical country. South Florida, you know? This key. This is the Keys, where the, the dog got eaten by the crocodile. That's really like a tropical country. I mean, that's like, there's like, you got to drive to them over like a bridge. You know, those, that's, a, that's, a, that's not even really connected. I just got back from the desert, and it was really weird seeing about uh, the people that lived in the desert. Like, the roads were not maintained, so you just go through these, like, dirt roads. Uh. And and it looked like every single person that's a hoarder, uh, the rich hoarders get to come out here. Because that's every house seemed like a hoarder house from just the outside. And there was parts where I I couldn't go because there was, like, these dogs that would come in the street and, like, block you. And they just wouldn't leave. Like, you couldn't drive through them. It was fucking weird, man. The the desert is weird. What part of the desert are you talking about? Uh, Joshua Tree. Yeah, but Duncan's always trying to get me to go to Joshua Tree. There's this place. He might be trying to rape me. Yeah, he might be. But actually, there's this place that we uh, went to that was really, really cool. And there's like these 12 Aerostream trailers. And each one of these trailers have been remodeled and gutted out. Like, I stayed in the 70s one. Uh, My friends stayed in the, like, one that was, like, all, like, 80s, 80s, like, 1980s type shit. Right. And they have, uh, you know, archery, shooting guns, and they have one of those big teepees where you go in there and do drugs and stuff. And, like, even on the book, it's, like, people are, like, you know how they sign, like, hey, had a great time. You know, they have, like, a book that you can sign in every one of these trailers. And everyone was like, dude, had the best shroom trip ever. Like, I'm tripping my ass off right now. This is what my mom looks like. Like, just drawing pictures. 
And the whole place seemed badass. And I thought, how cool would it be to rent out every single one of these trailers and just have like a big party with all your friends? Because that's what it was. It was uh, it was designed for you just to go there and experience psychedelics and just it was the coolest. That's what thing. Joshua Tree was designed for. That that's this place oh, I this stayed place. at. Yeah, there's a lot of that up there, right? It's so amazing. There's so many different places like that. But wow, I never heard of it. And the I, whole I used to go to Joshua Tree as a kid all the time with the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. Used to go all the time. Yeah, and uh, but never on mushrooms. They let you uh, like. I brought like my dogs. Can, and can you go in that big uh, room and sing? You can do whatever the fuck you want, man. It's really? and, and it's designed for you. And he, the biggest thing is, it made me really realize that I could live in one of those era streams if I want. I, I, like I could almost live there. Like those are so nice. How big they are. Do they and, have internet? Yeah, had internet. Okay. We had we had hot tub, pools, ping pong tables. Yeah, you could live in something like that. Mm-hmm. My my friend Guido that I was talking about earlier, he lived in like a big mobile mobile home type. Without thing. internet, would you still do it? Without internet, fuck that. Okay. But that's cool because you can move your wherever you want to live. Like I know that Malibu uh, has this really nice place that you can just park your Aerostream and like rent the spot per month. And I forget what uh, what's his name the the guy from. All right, all right, all right. That guy. Uh, what? <laughs> the girls keep getting younger, and I keep on saying the same age. What's that guy's name? Matt McConaughey. Matt McConaughey. Uh-huh. Matt McConaughey. Yeah, he that rented guy? a place in Malibu where he had his trailers. And in, in oh yeah, didn't he like live in a trailer for a while? I think he still while does. He was a movie star. I think he still does. <laughs> See, no, and, I don't think so, man. He's dude, married now. He's he, he had a little cameo in the season finale of Eastbound and Down. Oh my god, I saw that. His cameo was awesome. How, listen, can we talk I'm about not a awesome giant Matthew McConaughey is. fan, but he yeah. killed it. That was his best performance. He's brilliant. I yeah. think Matthew McConaughey is great. Yeah, you know, on Tropic Thunder, he was great. Exactly. He's great in everything. Yeah, he's he's, he's got this, like, he was great in. Oh, wait. No, he wasn't in that movie. <laughs> sm- wouldn't it be great to smoke weed with him? I yeah. That'd be fun. Without a doubt. I was going to say he was great in that dragon movie, but he wasn't in that dragon movie. Tropic was, Thunder, uh, he killed yeah, it. I was, for whatever reason, I, I thought he was in that Christian Bale movie about dragons, but he wasn't. Hmm. Dragon movie. Huh. You know who killed it? I saw that Hunger Games. See that Hunger Games? No, I haven't seen it yet. Woody Harrelson. He's a bad motherfucker. Was it good? Woody's cool. Too. It's not a bad movie. It's, I, uh, it's you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of fun, you know? I, I saw I Ca- Cabin it. in the Woods. The worst garbage ever. No way. I've been oh hearing that god. was good. Somebody just told me to see that. <laughs> oh god. What's it about? It's terrible. What is it about? Oh my god. <laughs> What's it about? A cabin in the woods, right? Yeah. That's it's pretty much really, what movies really about. It, it's really Is it really like bad. Evil What's Dead? What's it about? It's way worse than you can imagine. Describe it. You want me to tell you about it? Fuck yeah. I don't want to blow it. Don't spoil Why? it. Why? It, it just sucks. Came out. It just if it sucks, out. blow it. Does um, it really suck? Do you really feel like it sucks? It's about, it's about some god who has sci- actual human scientists working for him to sacrifice virgins. So the way these scientists get to sacrifice virgins is they, they got like CIA connections where they, they, they somehow coordinate three guys and two girls to take a trip out in the cabin, you know, in the woods for a weekend and party. And then while they're out there, it's all experiment. It's all like fenced off electronically. So the scientists are all programming, you know, they think they're just going out to a cabin to, you know, swim in the lake, but they're part of an experiment, a sacrifice. And one of them is a virgin and 
they decide based on what they do. There's like some magic books that they read in the cellar based on what they read. They decide how they're going to die. Are they going to read? Are they going to have the zombies attack them? Ghosts attack them? Girls with no face, just a mouth attack them? There's every uh, giant cobras. They're all in little boxes. Uh, every monster you could think of is in a little box under the, the lake. And they, based on what they read, they, based on what they read, they got the zombies that, like, uh, mountain men that were killed, and now they're zombies, and they come out with, after you with, with horse traps and, and axes. There's, like, three, a, a family. And, like, the scientists are all betting. It's a comedy. The scientists are all betting. On, there's, like, 20 scientists. They're all betting on wh how they're going to, what monsters are they going to release based on reading this magic book. So, you know, there's $100 on the zombies. They got the fucking giant cobra. They got the ghost. They got the guy with the, ra the saw head. They got all these. They're all betting on all these monsters and goblins and ghouls. Sounds like a movie you actually would like, Joe. That might be my favorite movie ever. Dude, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if you look at it and on it's paper. All, and the scientists are all working. And guess who the main director is that, 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 that communicates with the gods? Because they want... Sigourney Weaver. Yep, that, that Sigourney the Weaver that's makes a cameo in the worst movie ever. It's like <laughs> it was like a Las Vegas appearance for her or something. You know what I mean? It's like Jesus Christ! It was terrible. Celebrity it apprentice. Was terrible. Oh, that's funny. It was ridiculous. How is that possible that they got her? I guess they must have just offered her some mad loot. Dude, she had some tax problems. I think <laughs> <laughs> she was just an avatar, man. I, I mean, don't she know. Was an I avatar. She didn't read the script. She's think, from Alien. You know what? They gave her think, another script. I think that's one of those movies that we're going to disagree on. I, <laughs> she I thought she was doing Alien 5. Me, it was just amazing. Whoa. Uh, hold on, watch Brian. It. Go hold watch on. it. It was a comedy. It was, it was a comedy. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> it was a comedy. And, it, and I'm not even joking. It was a comedy. It was hilarious. <laughs> How high were you when you saw it? I was I was pretty high. <laughs> Had a glass of wine. You know what I mean? I was ready to enjoy this shit. Right, right. It was really... But you, you'd never been one for like fantasy type movies. Like it's ridiculous, ridiculous shit movies. It was ridiculous. I like, a, I like a lot of ridiculous movies. Yeah. Like yeah. I like superhero movies. Do you like superhero movies? No. <laughs> no. See? If I know the guy's going to yeah. live, I don't want to see this shit. Oh, He's going to every superhero movie is the same. There's seven or eight like the moments where he's like about to die yeah. and then he does. You know he's not going to die. Yeah, I know. I know it's a superhero movie. I'm not into that, man. I'm not Dude, into that. Dude, did you see The Watchmen? Um, yes, I did. That's a good superhero movie because it's sort of an anti-superhero movie. Yeah, that was pretty good. For a superhero movie, that was uh, I was all right. I was yeah. I'm just not it was into a great movie. I just man. not into the were, If they're wearing tights and they got movie. capes and they're flying and shit like that, it's hard for me. It's badass. That's I don't what know. I like. <laughs> I don't know. I know it could really happen, but Iron uh, Man was the shit, dude. You didn't like Iron Man? That was cool because that could really happen. Okay. Because he's like a machine. It's like a machine. You know what I mean? Okay. They made Iron Man Spider -Man. was cool because it was believable. Yo, dude, the guy made a nuclear reactor and stuck it in his chest. That shit ain't real. Get <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. Get the Batman. fuck out of here. Oh, you're like Iron Man. It's totally possible. Batman's more possible than Iron Man. Yeah. No, I think no, Iron Man's more possible. No, 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 than no, 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 no way. Iron Man Batman is a regular human being. Batman's just a super yoked dude. Yeah. Batman is like dead Andre, a long time ago. He would have been Andre Orlovsky when he was in his prime. If Andre Orlovsky he was in his prime when when he was uh, he could have been a real too many times Batman. was he tied up and then at the last second he gets out. okay you know, you know that's, many, a, that's, that's a goddamn bad thing blue thing that, in your chest you, you, but you, yeah it's much more possible than having a nuclear reactor for a heart I mean, he's reaching in and he's having uh, fucking what's her face 
Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, reach in there and pull the wires out. That's preposterous. <laughs> yeah, well, they all, you know, they all suck. Drink, fuck, drink. fuck Iron Man. I don't give a shit. I ain't wearing no Iron Man t-shirt. I thought it was a height. I like Robert Downey Jr. I, you but, wouldn't wear an Iron Man t-shirt? I have a Captain America t-shirt. I'm not into Respect. comics, man. I'm not into comics. I love comic oh, books. I'm not into it. I'm just I don't read them very often, man, but I'll tell you what. When I was a kid, they brought me great joy. When I was a kid and I was uh, moving around, we were moving around all over the country, the constant in my life because i like when we moved a bunch of times like it takes a while to make friends you're in one place and then you move in two years and you're in another place comic books were like my constant buddy when i was a young kid so to me like i'll always have like a special spot in my heart for comic books because i remember the effect that they had on me when i was a kid yep. and that's undeniable like to say now that i'm over that or that's ridiculous no they're still cool they're still cool it's just there's other shit that's cooler for me to, to, to do with my time. I really don't have that much time to yeah. devote to comic books, yeah. but I still love them. Have you been I did a comic book store lately? No, but you know you I have totally done? Go. I really do like watching comics on my iPad. Yeah. I, I'll buy like the Marvel comic series on my iPad, you know, and um, there's uh, they, they have quite a few that you, you can you buy. You'll be surprised how much you'll freak the fuck out, though, if you go inside a comic book store. I mean, T-shirt-wise, toy-wise, comic-wise, you'll go in there and be like, oh my God, look at this T-shirt. Oh, look at this weird poster. Like, what it's I really fun love, still. though, is the way the iPad does it where it's yeah. frame by frame yeah, that's nice it's nice because it really it like it's better it's better to read a comic book on an ipad than it is to to read it in the actual form because in the actual form you can see all the shit that's going to happen on the next page there's explosion and it really ruins it yeah. but the ipad it's dope like you never you don't see explosions coming you don't see anything coming it's nice the only comics i was into was the, were the hustler comics i was really <laughs> i thought hustler had the best jokes like whoever was writing those jokes that was a good quality comic that's some funny shit Playboy was not as funny, but Hustler had some great shit. I would design flyers, like my, the bands I was in, the speed metal bands I was in. My thing was, when you give out a flyer for your band, people just throw it away. Go, how could I get them to keep it for a little bit? I would design a flyer on top of a Hustler uh, comic. So I'm basically giving them a comic, and they're looking at like some some dude. There's one. There's just one where there, there, there's a dude, a doctor walking in with a chick. And the doctor's telling the chick, we did what we could. It was a really bad accident. And they walk into the hospital, and there's a dude laying there. It's just a head, a dick, and a hand. <laughs> that, I used that as a flyer. A head, a dick, and a hand? Yeah, there's a dude lying there in the hospital bed. It's just a head, a dick, and a hand. I thought that was the funniest shit ever. And the doctor's, <laughs> walk, the doctor's walking in you know, with this chick. It's like, it was a horrible accident. We did what we could. Oh, God. <laughs> so, that's funny at all. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That was hustling. Hey, look, bro, we're allowed to have different tastes. Okay, we obviously okay. do. We're best friends. We don't even agree. But real comics, I never I never got into them, man. I was, way, I was a big Kiss fan. They had Kiss comics. Yeah. I didn't read the Kiss I read comics. I didn't read them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I wasn't well, into it. I think... Um, you're, you, you just don't like obvious heroes. I'm, and I didn't like reading to begin with. Anyway, <laughs> so that was a big part of it. I didn't read. And the only thing I read was magazines, like rock magazines. I, I was mm. totally into that. Shark books, you know, dinosaur parents, books. My parents gave me a lot of books when I was a kid. I read a lot. It was great. It was, um, that's how I got into comic books. I, I read a lot of shit when I was a kid. You know, like, again, if you don't have that many friends, you read. And like when I was uh, going to Taekwondo for most of my life, I would take the tea in Boston so I'd have to walk to the train and take the train in. And it's like, you know, 40 minutes or something like that. I'd always read, you know, read, get a, get a Stephen King book. You know, when you really, when you get into a good book, man, it's fucking really fun, man. A good Stephen King book 
God damn, they're fun. I never you know? finished them. Like, oh, it, dude. It, I read half of it, and then I was like, I can't do it. It is an amazing book. God damn, Pet Cemetery is a fucking great book. The movie was fun, but god damn, that fucking book is good. It's fun. He just knows how to drag you in. And it's just entertainment, man. It's a lot of times, to me, I find it much more enjoyable than watching some terrible movie. A terrible movie won't engage me at all. If it's a great movie, I would much rather prefer a great movie than to read a book. But a lot of movies aren't great movies. A lot of movies aren't alien. You know what I mean? A lot of movies don't just fucking completely suck you in. In that case, sometimes a book is way better than a shitty movie. It's a way better experience. Did you ever read his... There's a lot more great books. Did you ever read uh, uh, King's like Dark Tower or whatever that shit's called? No. I heard that's Duncan, the best stuff. Yeah, Duncan raves about yeah. that. But those are daunting, dude. Those are thousands of pages long. Like, you look at the whole Dark Tower series. Yeah. Stephen King was a bad motherfucker. You want to talk about a dude who's put out a lot of work? Holy shit, is that guy prolific. Who the hell writes more than Stephen King? I mean, that guy's always got a new book coming out. He's got another one coming out right now. And he just constantly jams at it. And that, he got fucked up by a car. He got hit by a van. Yeah, like bad, like broke bones all over his body. Several years ago. He got fucked up, man. It took a long time to rebuild him. Many, many surgeries. He was in incredible pain for a long period of time. And then he started writing again. Got right back into that shit. Bam. I'd like to see a documentary on that guy, like his childhood. I wonder what mm. it was like growing up. Well, he's got a great book. The, it's called Stephen King on Writing, I think it's called. Is that the name I of it? I think so. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I think that's it. Just look, look up Stephen King's book on writing if you're interested in it. But it's a great, shows you like how pragmatic his thinking is. And, you know, how he's very honest about what it was like when he was uh, doing a lot of drinking and doing a lot of drugs that he would like black out and not even remember a book that he wrote. Like he's talked about like several of his books. He doesn't remember writing them because he was just fucked up. <laughs> but they're brilliant books. He has man. a mad Indian in him. Yeah. Carrie. That's him. That's a great fucking book. Woo. Maximum Overdrive was the best movie back in the day. He's probably, <laughs> would you say he's the most famous writer? Uh, he's got to be one of them. He's got to be one of the most Who's, famous writers. I other would, than imagine. like William Shakespeare, like who else? Well, I mean, living for yeah. sure. He's one of the most famous living. Who else would be famous? I mean, you get into people like the woman who wrote Harry Potter. She's probably really famous. But Stephen but I don't King know her is name. so Judy Bloom, motherfucker. I know who. I know Harry Potter. I know the name of the movies, yeah. but I don't know the woman's yeah, name. Yeah, Stephen King, like yeah. he's crazy famous. Yeah, as far as like fame, he's probably the most easily recognizable name of a writer. He's probably, if I had to say he's my all-time favorite fiction writer, I would say yes. I'd say he's number one. He's the Michael Jackson of shit. writing. He's got so many. The Tommy Tommy Knockers. Ooh, I loved that one. That was a great one. It's a fucking long uh, UFO crashed into this area like thousands of years ago. And it started, they, they dig into it and reactivate it or some shit. And people get infected by these UFOs and start changing I forget the exact plot of it, but I remember it was one of my favorites when I was uh, listening. I would like I would be bummed out when my stop would come. I wonder how he comes up with this shit. Well, he uh, I'm sure he smokes a lot of weed because he talks about it. He talks about how great the the weed is in Maine and how it should be a cottage industry and that you know the weed laws are ridiculous. A lot of writers use weed. You know, I mean, we know that. I mean, how many writers do we know that are just uh, fiction writers, guys who write on sitcoms, guys who write movies? A lot of writers use weed. So, of course, I'm sure he uses weed. Jason Ellis has a new book, and it came out today, I think. And he was on some interview earlier, 
and he was talking about like how he's a cutter and like he has this new thing where he like he meets this girl and 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 they cut each other and they, they just suck each other's blood and and so he was talking about going on this book tour like like he's like i he's gonna cut himself and then like like stamp you know instead of signing it he's gonna start stamping it with his blood. he's so crazy that dude is that dude, like the whole interview, I think it was Howard Stern. The whole interview was so fucking creepy. Like that, <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. He's an odd guy. Um, I have. Uh, his dad sucked his dick, and then he had to suck his dad's dick. What? What? Yeah, when he was like six. What? Yeah. Really? Is he still alive? No, I don't think what? so. What? Yeah. Were you, you sure? Yeah, it was all in this interview, man. And it, Whoa. It who's this guy? Jason Ellis. Whoa. Damn. Wow, that explains. <laughs> wow. Well, no, no, it doesn't explain because he's a lot more together than 99.99999% of the world who would have had that same experience happen to them. He's a very successful guy. A lot of people who have had that same experience would probably be wrecked. Yeah, and he's sober, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he doesn't drink or He smokes smoke. a little. Well, I don't know. I think he's actually sober, yeah. I think yeah. now he's completely sober. I don't know though. I'd have to. I haven't done a show in a while, and I'm not upset at that dude. He thinks I'm upset at him because he uh, prank called me once and I changed my number. But I wasn't upset. Just I just automatically changed my number if someone gets it and starts prank calling me. And yeah. I just I did it automatically. I wasn't upset at it. I thought it was. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I didn't think it was like particularly. He gave out funny. your number? No, 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 no. He prank called me. He oh. prank called me and uh, you know and like, said some horrible Boston accent or something like that, and he did it on the air. <laughs> was it was good? Like, no. Was it funny? No. Well, because I like him, I would have said it was funny. If I knew it was him, I would, thought, I would think it was funny because I like him. But no, it wasn't that particularly funny. He but, was, you know, but I, I didn't I didn't get upset. I just changed my number. He also talked about going to Amsterdam and getting a hooker and how it was a tranny and it, he started getting something shoved up his ass like a dildo and he was like, "No, I don't I don't want that." And it was actually a, a cock of the the tranny. He didn't know it was a tranny oh, hooker. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, wow, a tranny <laughs> hooker fucks you in the ass a little bit. But he he did what his book the style of like he just told somebody and they wrote it down. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. you know and Miss, he hasn't even read it. Yet. Miss Thailand uh, two thousand ten or something like that is a tranny. Yeah, super they, hot. Have you they seen allowed it? her into Miss Universe. Or Isn't that crazy? She has is. a passport. Yeah, Miss, is it Miss World? What is it? Miss you guys World? talk about on the Canada. podcast already? Yeah. No, well we yeah. showed pictures of her. Man, it's incredible. She's really hot. It's weird. I guess they get the boys early before they the testosterone kicks in and they get them on hormone therapy. Is that what it is? Yep. That's what they did with her? I don't know if they did with her, but apparently, this is what I hear. I could be totally wrong, but in some Asian countries, they'll take a, a dude and get him on female hormones quick to make them money, like to survive. Like you're going to be a chick now and you're going to be a hooker. There's one fucking story of these two lesbians that had this son... I don't know if it was a natural birth son or an adopted son. I'm not sure. But uh, they had a son, and the, I believe the kid was 10, and they wanted to get the kid ready for a gender reassignment because they said that the boy actually was saying that he was a girl. That's probably what so they, they say all the time. They wanted him to wear dresses. They, you know, He would dress up like a girl, and they were like, he's getting ready to become a girl. And, and everybody's like, whoa. You don't see the problem with this? You don't... <laughs> Whoa, this, this does not give you a gigantic re green light here for crazy. That's, that's the crazy express is wide open. This person is saying that a 10 year old wants a gender reassignment. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> really? You, you know how nutty that is? I bet that's just normal. What just, is the, that kid's life like? What is that kid's environment? You like? got to make money. 
But I mean, that's like that. That is one of those things that you would think that someone would make up on like some extreme, crazy right wing site because it would make conservative people so fucking furious. You know that, that that this could happen. That someone could have you know uh, this uh, this boy and at ten years old be setting him up for gender reassignment. And what a fucking travesty that is! And it it's like it's almost like an obvious attack on the gender itself. It's like mm, he doesn't want to be this anymore. He wants to be another thing like us. Yeah. He wants to be like mommy and mommy. Yeah. You know. Whoa! Could you imagine if you had to stick with the rest of your life with fucking decisions you made at ten? Holy fuck! Dude, being a being a <laughs> transgender is totally normal in Thailand. They accept that they're celebrities that are transgenders or transvestites, whatever you want to call them. It's totally normal. It's, it's amazing. totally accepted. I wonder how that happened. How crazy is that? <laughs> I wonder how that happened, man. Yeah, you, you know, shit. Yeah, someone was, uh, there was an article, I think on the underground, talking about uh, how ladyboys will fuck dudes up if dudes, uh, you know, like, you know, some guys get like real disrespectful with ladyboys, but they don't realize like that's still a man. It's still a man and he probably knows how to punch and he'll fuck you up, man. <laughs> like the stories about them getting upset. Well, you know, you saw a guy at jujitsu who had the body of a, a 13-year-old Thai girl. Like, you're like, there's no way you're going to do shit. I'm going to fuck you up. I don't I care know, if you, you, just you I don't care if you were born with balls, you know? The reality, they're, so, they're so frail and tiny. They are frail and tiny, but the reality is if you if you're like a, a, a girl and you weigh like 130 plus pounds, there's a few girls that are around that weight that can punch you in the face and knock you unconscious. Legit. Yeah. Like my friend Tommy Jr. Did you ever meet my friend Tommy Jr.? You met my friend Tommy Jr. from Connecticut. You met, I believe you met him at UFCs before. Okay. Anyway, his girl has a ridiculously powerful punch. The ridiculous. Redhead? Yeah. Okay, it, I remember that. Yeah. Ridiculous. She sets up one of those those things like at the bar, when, you know, where you put it in a quarter and you fucking smash that punching yeah. bag. Dude, she 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 hits harder than guys on that thing. It's yeah. ridiculous. If she sucker punched you, you're fucked. So if that was a Thai chick, if she was, it was a Thai chick that could punch like she punches, and you know you thought you were an asshole, you know you're just gonna fucking push her around. And you're drunk, and she just uncorks one on your chin, thunk, and your legs give out, and then she fucking shin kicks you in the face. Like, yeah, that's all real, man. A, a girl, a 135 pound athletic girl, it's very possible for that chick to kick your ass if you don't know what you're doing. That's what I say. Like, when you get to when I look at a girl like Tommy Jr.'s girlfriend, I say, okay, if she won to, if if you didn't know what you were doing and she uncorked a couple on you before you knew it was happening, you could get knocked the fuck out for real. So that's like that's like the size that you have to be, I think, to be able to survive against the average size human, at least. 135 pound woman. Yeah. So if you're 110 pounds, you need to get on roids. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Cabin in the Woods on Aim for Rotten the Tomatoes, ninety-two percent. Oh shit! I think Eddie, Eddie might be Bravo, ninety-two percent. And the guy that on Rotten Tomatoes. Why do I have a feeling this is going to be like my favorite movie of all time? Because yeah. it sounds awesome. And the guy who wrote Cabin in the Woods uh, is also the director of the new Avengers movies. So, yo, I might go to go see Cabin in the Woods tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, I didn't say the directing was bad. Well, you said I the said movie that, was terrible. Yeah, the, whoever he wrote it made that story. Oh, he wrote it. Yeah. Oh. Damn, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I should have lied. <laughs> well, listen, man, no, you have very specific yeah, you have tastes. A different taste than... You have super specific tastes when it comes to movies. You don't like... like, like what was the last werewolf movie you enjoyed? I'm not down with the werewolf. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Kick Ass? Oh, you know that yep. Lycan uh, Underworld thing? That's, that's, it's cool to watch because of the colors and stuff. And yeah. Did you see the that's, movie Kick Ass? 
the kick ass is awesome. That was oh, great. I man. love kick ass. That was a great fucking movie. One of my favorite movies. That was a great fucking movie. I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> when is that coming out? I don't know. Yeah, that was a that was a great fucking kick movie. Kick ass is great. I love it. Yeah, I you you never did you see American Werewolf in London? Yes, but I I was I think I was eight. I forgot. <laughs> the werewolf was at, at this convention the other day in Burbank. The the guy that played the werewolf. Oh uh, horror convention. What is his name? Pete I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, that dude was in a couple of movies. He was like a star for a little bit. There's dudes like that that become like a star for a little bit. Who we should respect to that guy because that's one respect of my um, um, I don't remember his fucking name. John Lamb, David Naughton. That's his name. God damn, that thing was awesome. Look at that shit, dude. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that thing's amazing. What the fuck? What a crazy monster that werewolf was. Those are just fun movies for me, man. <clears throat> Some people, they like movies that are sad and realistic where the, the, the good guy dies. Me, I'm not really into that. I just want to be entertained. I just want you to take me on a trip. It could be... I almost no one has to die. I'm not saying someone has to die. I'm just saying make it unpredictable. Right. What's your, what's your like all-time favorite movie? Do you have an all-time favorite? Gleaming mm. in the cube, bro. I mean, there's all the classics, you know. Uh, Aliens Part 2 was one of my all-time favorites. That was uh, a good movie. I liked it a lot. Did you like the, did you like the first one? You know, and Scarface, of course, and uh, Goodfellas, and Casino, and Godfather. Sure, all a mafia those. movie guy. Did you like the first Aliens? Yes, first Alien. I liked the second Alien better, but the first Alien was also really good. Alien 3 sucked. I didn't like it. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind Alien 3. Yeah. One of the funniest, right. most mis too. misunderstood movies ever for me, and most people thought it was just total shit, was Freddy Got Fingered. That's still yeah. one of my all-time <laughs> favorites. Right. I love that movie, man. What's your favorite Star Wars? <laughs> Did you like Freddy Got Fingered? Uh, yeah. Isn't it great? It's, yeah. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Would you the, say? the the labor scene of the, when he gave... Uh, when he gave birth to that baby, that was that's the greatest scene ever. What was your question? I'm sorry. What's your favorite Star Wars? Did you like Star Wars? I wasn't Wars? really into Star Wars. A little bit. A little bit. You know, like Empire Strikes Back. That was a classic. And shit. Yeah. Yoda. He was cool. I'm yes. not like... Mine's like episode Empire. one and all that new shit. They lost me. Yeah. They lost stupid. me with that. <laughs> I think it's funny, though. But I know... Uh, I think it has to do with, like, your, your past. Like, you don't... You're not into, like... Anybody lying to you? You don't want any bullshit, man. You don't want anybody. I don't want any holes in the story. You don't want anybody like about to go over the cliff and digs the hammer into the side of the hill and saves herself dangling over yeah. the fucking side of the cliff, holding onto you a know, hammer. I, I love Will Ferrell movies, like fucking Step Brothers. I could watch that over and over and over. Step Me Brothers too. was one of the greatest movies ever. Right. Talladega Nights, Tropic Thunder. That's probably top three greatest comedies ever, if right. not the funniest one. Tropic Thunder, probably the funniest fucking movie ever. It's amazing. All the way through. Every character was yeah. a, played an asshole in the movie, and they were all brilliant. And uh, I like that shit, you know. Yeah. Obviously, um, I j just not into superhero stuff. I'm just not into it, man. <laughs> well, the but I probably will be weird... for my son. You know, I probably will be. I'll probably get into it and yeah. like, be forced to like Lords of the Rings and shit like that. <laughs> be you don't like Lords like of the Rings, dude. That shit puts me to sleep. Oh, that's so I don't funny. know what fucking dragons are fighting, and then the uh... ghosts end up winning. <laughs> the ghosts end up fighting. The, there's just like constant the movies with the constant brave heart clashing like, uh, they're just like fucking just swinging at each other <laughs> I, Braveheart is the only one I could watch like that all the other ones forget about it. there's 
I, who fights like that? I'd be running the other fucking way. <laughs> just gonna come in with fucking swords. Fuck that shit. I think that's I'm gonna how grab they, my kids and get the fuck out. I think that's how they rocked it occasionally. I don't think they did it that often though. I don't think they did that crazy. I think a lot of it was sneaking up on bitches. Do I think you? that's what a lot of war was back then. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like shh, shh, shh. you had to convince them there was a Jesus, yeah. man. You had to convince them you're doing this for Jesus. Yeah. You're doing this for God. Like the conquistadors and all that shit. It, without Jesus, they wouldn't have been able to pull that shit really? off. But they were just raping and getting Indian pussy all over the world. How yeah. Can you, how do you get Indian pussy all over the world? You have to bring it with you. They thought they were doing God's mission, man. They thought they were yeah, saving them. Maybe. Maybe they were having a good fucking time, too. That, that's a possibility, <laughs> too. <laughs> raping and pillaging with swords. This yeah. Game of Thrones movie, or this uh, show is so goddamn addicted, and that's what it's all about. Everybody just fucking people up with short. I heard yeah. it's like there's a lot of characters, and you just kind of... There's some points where you're just like, all right, there's just too much. Too um, I can't say because I'm only in five episodes. But as of five episodes, there's a couple moments where you got to go, okay, that guy's the mad, the mad king. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, and he did that. And then, oh, so there was just that. Oh, okay, I see what happened there. Uh, is this yeah. kind of like the Tudors also where it's kind Never of saw. geared towards women in some weird romantic no. sex way? No, 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 I don't think so. It's fucking cruel. It's a cruel show. And there's a lot of titties and a lot of fucking and a lot of prostitution, a lot of betrayal. Good times. Some incest. It's a crazy fucking show. It could not have existed outside of HBO. It's incest? A, oh, yeah. A hot brother and sister. What? Yeah. Isn't that illegal? Oh, back man. In the, back in the day. Back well, in the day, yeah. it was normal. Well, no, it wasn't necessarily normal. <clears throat> well, the I don't want to well, give away any, um, any spoilers. But I think I already According did. to mainstream <laughs> Egyptology, pharaohs would, like, all their sisters and all their relatives were their wives. Ew. They had hundreds of them. Ew. According to Egypt, mainstream Egyptology. That's not what I, I don't know anything well, about. Well, I think a lot of times royal families were trying to keep their bloodlines pure, right? They were trying to only marry there's, within there's the bloodline. There's some shit to that. There's some shit to that bloodline, man. There's some, <laughs> there's some shit. They were fucking their own daughters. Dude. There's some shit to that bloodline. That bloodline was so important. They're like, wow. fuck it. <laughs> You're all staying in. We're going to keep this in the family. Well, could you imagine the discrepancy, too, between being a king and being a peasant back then? And really, there's nothing you did to earn that position. You're just royal family. You're the son of the son of this fucking guy who's been ruling this kingdom forever. And you just rise through the power. Line, dude. Yeah, man. It's got to be crazy shit. We were, uh, you know, just think about what it is, the difference between the guy who's at the very top and the guy who's at the very bottom. And why? Because he's got royal blood. And you know what's crazy? There, I forget the title, but this woman had the title. She was the wife that was in charge of organizing who was going to hang out with the pharaoh. She was like the event right. coordinator. Right. Who was right, also right, his right, wife. Right. Isn't that crazy? Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Damn. God damn. I think the way the people have always rocked it throughout history is there have been just wild freak fuck festivals. Just people just fuck all over the place. Dude, how about... How I think that's one of the things, this Game of Thrones thing is so accurate. I think people just... People, people back in those days, they only lived... You know, they're going to get hacked to death by a fucking guy with a sword. Yeah, gonna, someone's going to get them. Yeah. They're going to... Someone's going to betray yeah. them or something. They, they're trying to get their freak on every step of the way. They're Orgies trying, galore. Yeah, fuck yeah. Kama Sutra. Was, they were wild back then, man. It's, it's amazing when you really think about like the amount of time that went between then and now. That's not that much time, if you really stop and think about it, you know? Well, ancient religions, the ancient Chinese and the the Hindus, they all believe that having sex got you closer to God, and it was that's how you got close. It was almost like meditation. That's all they had back then. They didn't have TV. 
<laughs> That's all they had. They thought sex brought you closer to God because you didn't have the internet. Yeah, it, it feels great. Of course it feels great. That's the big trick, you dummy. That's all. That's why you make people. The universe has created a, a All your spirituality feels, just went yeah. down the tubes. You're like, fuck that. Like, I like how you turn it on and off. You're like, <laughs> if it's funny, fuck it. You're going to crush spirituality. I can't help if it's myself. funny, you just jump on it. <laughs> but you're a spiritual person, right? Yeah. Well, I'm certainly a nice person, for sure. Would you consider yourself a spiritual person? I don't like that word, but um, because I, I feel like it has Would, too many weirdo connotations. I would definitely yeah. say I tried to be uh, a very positive person. I try to be really nice to people. I try. I go out of my way to do that. I go. You think out there's of my any way. kind of spirituality involved in that? I think there's an there's whatever you would want to call it. There's certainly an exchange in um in in energy and in in, in uh, an enhancement of each other that I feel like we like we all have. We all have as friends. You know, everyone in this room. I mean, Brian, I for sure. I mean, I've known Brian for a decade. We enhance each other for sure. I mean, that's one of the reasons why. Is that what they call it now? I enjoy doing the podcast with them. Man, don't know gay jokes, bro. You and I, man, we enhance each other. You mean, for, you know, we've always enjoyed having these crazy conversations, even if we don't agree about a lot of shit. And we don't agree about a lot of shit. But we've always enjoyed it because I favor, I favor your opinion over everyone else's and treat it equally as if it was mine. Because I know you so well. I know how your mind works. So every time you have an opinion on something, I accept it as if it's me having that opinion. I allow myself to go through the whole process. There's not a whole lot of people that you can do that with in life. You know, there's not a whole lot of people where you go, yeah, Bob said he didn't do anything, but his fucking fingerprints were everywhere. And <laughs> the murder weapon was in the street in front of his, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's few dudes where you, you, you always know where they're coming from, you know? And I think having people like that in your life is it's one of the most important things. It's, it's, it's like more important than what you do for a living. Mo the most important thing is you got to cultivate great friendships because then once you cultivate great friendships, you each get better at everything else while you're involved in a friendship with someone who's also getting better. You know, I think my comedy right now has never, I've never felt better about it. And one of the things that I feel really good about it is that I hear Ari is fucking killing it on the road. I hear Ari like packed it in Vancouver and fucking crushed. He's got, a, he's headlining all these places that I do. You know, like he's headlining big places. He's doing the comedy works in Denver. That's incredible. I hear that. It's awesome. I take Duncan on the road with me. He goes on stage. He gets standing ovations, dude. When we were in Louisville, Duncan got standing ovations. Like every time, just walking on stage, they're going, nuts and cheering that makes me feel better about comedy than anything like there's a trick to life and a, a big part of it is generosity the big part of it is appreciation for other people's success a big part of it is being around other people that are trying to go for success and enhancing each other along the way you know, having a group of people that are all doing positive shit and moving forward and being, you know, doing what they want to do, man, and having it all come together. Like everybody together doing that together, that's all like a big juicy enhancement. Like Joey Diaz just got number one on iTunes. He's a number one comedy CD on iTunes, that's dude. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's he called sweet. me up. He goes, Joe Rogan, I just want to thank you very much. We're doing this. We're fucking knocking them dead. This is just beginning. We're laying bitches out. He was going crazy. He was full on fired up, full on fired up. He was on. <laughs> 
hundred percent Joey Diaz. That's awesome. He, he was so excited. Yeah, but I mean, how how could that have ever happened before he has his podcast? You know, his podcast, uh, Beauty and the Beast. People love that fucking podcast. Duncan's podcast is he's killing it on that podcast. People love that Duncan's new podcast, Ari's podcast, and all of that shit happens. It builds us all up. It helps us all. You need to start a podcast, dude, for sure. You need to do a podcast. I, Easy. you know what? It's just, it's, it's easy, dude. It's, I, I don't know, man. You I got like, time. You should, you I should like my, seriously consider it because yeah. I think it would, it would blow your fucking seminars through the roof. Yeah. It would be a, a way where you could instantly talk to people, address questions. You it's know. hard, man. You know, I got the baby just came. Oh, I hear you, brother. I mean, you don't have to do it right away, but start thinking about it. And then when you get to a position where you get just a couple free hours a week, you know, where you think you might be able to devote to that. Slide on in. Your thing will be a hit right off the bat. Dude, I'm going to do this podcast. This 14-year-old kid does his own podcast, yeah, and he does it cool. all on Kiss. Every podcast <laughs> about... He got into Kiss. He's 14 when, uh, in 2008. That's when he... That's I, I got into Kiss in 1978. Wow. <laughs> and he's a Kiss fucking maniac. I'm going to do his podcast like in a week. And I heard one wow. of his podcasts, and he's like a little genius. He's 14 years old, running a show. He's the host. He's like a little baby Howard Stern. You didn't meet it's him incredible. at a park, did you? No, I met him through Twitter, and then I, he, you know, he gave me. <laughs> Did you have a van? <laughs> oh, you have. But a yeah, van. that's cool. But I, I, be, I, you know, I think about it every now and then. But I, I don't mind the way my life is right now. You know, just to add something like. It's, mm -hmm. it's, I hear what you're saying. I like my life the way it is. And if I added a show, mm. hmm, then I'd be forced to talk all the time. I like just being a guest every now and then. I like it. Like then, it, you know, everything stays fresh. I don't know about like trying to keep it together. Are like, you going to be involved, do you think, in a, a bloody Twitter war tonight with pro 9-11 people? I love those gonna... guys. Those guys are awesome. <laughs> hey, that building was on fire. <laughs> it's proven. Look, look, here's a link. It was on fire. Like it, those guys are hilarious. There's a lot of smart people on that side. There's a lot of smart people that don't think that it was an inside job. I, I, I look. I don't. I, I I reserve my right to not form an opinion on that. And I just look at all of it and I go, yeah, there's there's certainly some fuckery afoot. That Donald Rumfeld thing is crazy. Come on, dude. That's really crazy. That's not even Tower Seven. I mean, how That's not even Tower Seven. <laughs> how, how amazingly coincidental! Just if that happened alone, if that happened without the towers, you would be like, wait a minute, what? But because the towers went down too. It was almost like there was so much chaos in one day they got away with that that Pentagon thing. Perfect. Dude. It's really it if you perfect. wanted to steal two trillion dollars in money, if they really did steal that much money, I mean, wow, would that not be the greatest jacking in the history of humanity? If they really did pull that off, and all of that was just designed to cover up their jacking of the of the records in the Pentagon, and then they said, well, you know what? While we're at it, let's just go to war with Iraq and take their shit. Boom! Yeah. They get these big. Def I mean, if they just decided like, look, we got this, dude. Everybody's on our our side. There's American flags everywhere. Let's just run with this shit. Let's yeah. run with it. And they just ran with it. They're <laughs> just stormtrooping, just Crazy. taking money on CNN. And just it's taking real, that. man. This is real. This is really happening yep. with real people and real bullets in 2012. Yeah. Scary wow. shit, man. It's amazing. Scary. Like, how do you trust? A government like that. How do you? How does Obama become that guy? He's like only a few years older than me. That freaks me out. 
How does a guy who grew up essentially in the same era as me and who grew up around a lot of like leftists and a lot of like, you know, like he grew up around, like he knew some dude, I, think, I believe it was, it was a professor who was from the Weather Underground, that radical group. Obama's perfect. Yeah. Obama's perfect. Think about it. George W. Bush fucked up so hard. The only way that we're going to keep the power, the people were about to fucking say, fuck this uh -huh. revolution. Let's give him Obama. Calm him down. That was perfect. That's yeah. what, we'll throw, we'll throw, we'll fucking take all this shit and then we'll drop Obama on him. Could calm do him the down. Same exact they're, shit. they're buying another eight years, maybe another yeah. longer. Dude, that was a. It was all perfect. And look who did Obama run against? A dude who was almost dead and some crazy chick. <laughs> it was perfect. It really dude, is it was ridiculous. It was, whoever was putting this together, they were probably laughing in the writing rooms. <laughs> They're probably fucking busting up. The, yeah. the, whose idea was Sarah Palin? That dude probably got uh, like a million yeah. dollar, dollar bonus from some Illuminati guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, meanwhile, you know, she she probably could win. If there was a, a sensible person who was a real powerful Republican and he was the president and he wanted her as a vice president, at this point in time, she might actually be able to get in. She's become such a, yes, a, a public a, celebrity. And there's enough stupid people out there that don't even see what's going on. Mm -hmm. They're just flowing right with it. And if they could just coach her, if she would take some coaching, apparently she's not that good at taking coaching, which is one of the problems with her. And they had on the, she became a maverick. She's out there on her own, getting crazy, telling the people what she really thinks. <laughs> she became a celebrity. Isn't that amazing? This is all ridiculous, man. This is insane. This beautiful. It's a movie. It's like you know. It, it it really supports the theory that we're living inside some sort of a computer generated reality. When the more preposterous things happen, not another one. That's ridiculous. The more silly things happen in the news like that, the more just ridiculous scenarios play out over and over again. The more you got to just question. Like, what? could you imagine if it really does turn out that this whole thing is bullshit and you wake up one day and you and your friends just uh, you had shot up with some weird electronic drug that takes you on some 40 year journey and then brings you back to this other dimension. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Brings you back. And uh, to you, it was only a few minutes of time. <laughs> Yeah. And that's your whole life. Man, anything's possible, man. Could you imagine how weird that would be? Anything's the possible. life is a series of, of, of re-expanding and contracting little existences like that to take place yeah. a full lifetime inside you're, you're of 10 born, minutes. You're born with only two skills. Only two. Fucking screaming and your, the, the sucking muscles in your mouth are so developed. You're, you're born, you have no control of your fucking head. You don't yeah. know what the hell you're doing with your arms. Your muscles are nowhere near being developed. Your legs are yeah. just kind of flopping around. But those sucking muscles, fully developed. Yeah. And this, the vocal cords developed. You would think a baby would come out with weak vocal cords and they couldn't scream. How the fuck are they screaming so goddamn loud? That's some developed shit. It's like you come yeah. in with two powers, right? You come in, okay, you're going to get sucking. Everyone comes in with just sucking. And screaming. and screaming. That's it. Can't feed yourself. Some at dudes. All. I'm gonna go in. No fucking sucking. No screaming. I'm gonna figure this shit out. I'm like, dude. It's dangerous, bro. It's dangerous. Yeah. Does any baby ever come out and go, sup, <laughs> sup? I'm here. Sup. How, how Already, everybody doing? Yeah. You. I mean, are there? They. You know, there's a. a, a I don't know if you call it a movement or, or what it is, but there's people out there that believe in indigo children. Do you know what this is? Have no. you looked into it? No. Supposedly, it's this is like some crazy ass new age shit. That there are children that are born nowadays that are super smart, like right when they're born, like and they're super enlightened, 
and I don't, this is, this is probably all bullshit, but if you go on YouTube, type in indigo children, and they're like super brilliant, enlightened kids. They're called autistic. I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's a form this of autism. certainly a little bit of that, right? Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know, but. I've never met a, a genius autistic kid of you. Isn't it crazy? I think that they all are, aren't most, like, like if you look at any of these movies, like, you know, definitely Wapner, definitely Wapner, but they always have like this memory, you know, where they can oh, always yeah, yeah. remember yeah. a thousand things. They're almost like on a, what if they're a step past us and they're, they're just not into all the gossip and bullshit of normal day lives, but yet they're fucking figuring out, right? you know. Well, you know, at a certain point in time, the question place. becomes like, what is, is all of our emotions and all of our, our caveman ideas and genetics, is all that really going to be effective? Do we need all these crazy emotions? Do we need all this, this, right. these, this weird way of interacting with each other? After a while, can that become something else? And it could become something that's maybe more effective mathematically and something that's maybe just not, not as inclined to be swayed by emotion you know that it's just like a little detached a little detached from the human experience but much more elevated in a certain way i mean we we look at it like it's a disease but on some of them maybe it's not you know well, look we at really... like look at the language look how we're texting back and forth how yeah. we're twittering we're not even using real words anymore this in 20 right. years is autism yeah that's a really good point because if you if you think about how much is lost in a text message man the only people that i like texting with are people that i'm already close with because then you know i could uh you know if you text me where are you at i'm inside your mother's pussy you know you could yeah we laugh at each other you know what i mean you could could joke around we're all gonna be autistic holograms in the future that is really possible we're gonna be like tupac at coachella yeah tupac looked like he'd been doing mma like maybe he's been training with Pablo Popovich. Maybe he's been doing Pablo Popovich's uh, strength and conditioning routine because he looked yoked. Yeah, in 1980. In 1980, his clothes were all like just cheesy old 90s clothes or 80s clothes. How did they do that? Weird. Did they use actual footage of him and just make holograms of that, or did I don't they build? Know. I think they just used ten million dollars. <laughs> how, how long has Coachella been around for? Wow, I was. That's where years? fifteen years was Joshua Tupac Street. alive. When Coachella was around, did he ever play at Coachella? No, I'm not sure. So. Well, I, well, this this Tupac was saying, "What's up, Coachella?" So it could have been that some an actor. Playing? Yeah, I think it, it was an actor. I think the whole thing was an actor. The whole thing yeah, was like yeah. a fake Tupac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a CGI, and that was uh, someone else's voice. That, Ew, voice. there's something creepy about his it. voice. Is easy to copy. Gorillas, He's got a very yeah. distinctive voice. The band yeah. Gorillas. I don't know if you know anything about Gorillas. How that's yeah. not a real band. They're right. actually been doing this for a while using holograms, and really? their their latest one, I guess, is uh, I don't know if it's out yet or not but they were going to be doing the same kind of technology as this but where like they go out into the crowd like they have like like a walkway like kind of uh where you know fashion models use where their band members will walk out in in hologram style out into dude the soon audience. soon you could like do you don't have you record one concert bam well, you go home yeah yeah well what, what's, yeah. they just use holograms what's yeah, the coolest sure. thing about this is, is that it exists and that that even though the price tag for it was 10 million dollars but seeing a movie for your first time back in whenever the 20s or 30s a silent movie you used to be like wow look at this amazing thing and now you have it on your phone so the cool thing about this technology is that you know it will be coming to us in a cheaper way and form factor somehow and we're all going to be Star Warsing around with our Princess Leia's telling us to help somebody. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. And that was terrible technology. Princess Leia looked like shit. Yeah. That's going to fucking bring porn back big. Yeah, Do you right, can you imagine that? Wolf Blitzer, ex girlfriends, hologram ex girlfriends. Yeah, Wolf Blitzer. Like, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm all Would that be considered cheating? No. If you had holograms and you're like, well, you can't fuck a hologram, so no, it's not cheating. Yeah, but it would be but like you're putting no, no, you, 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 you're, fuck, you're fucking for hologram, but you use the flashlight. Hmm. 
Maybe. Hmm. But the hologram was just a video thing. You're not going to be able to touch it. But you use so the flashlight. You'd hold on you'd to hold the, on the flashlight, and you could put the hologram right on you like she's lap dancing, and you jack the, I think the flashlight. You're better off just getting real close to it and looking at it. And just... <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll work. Yeah, ejaculate oh, on top work. of a flashlight. Ew. <laughs> you or, or you take oh, you take an ugly chick, put it. her inside a hot hologram, and and the hologram moves to her. She's like the, she controls it, right? So she has a, a thin layer of a hologram around that ugly body. You that's might be able to hologram your face. Oh, that's a hologram. That's true. Good point. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you hologram some fucking beautiful person Makeup. right on your face. Makeup's gonna be a hologram in the future. Hell yeah. That'd be wow. cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Clothing. Have you Imagine seen her without her hologram? Yeah, you Clothing. could put your whole face on. You could put a different face on. Imagine going out and you're talking to a girl and you see like, <laughs> yeah. you see a little oh, disturbance. Like, oh, hologram, shit. hologram, God hologram. hologram. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times you can go Dude. fuck a hologram. The only thing is like your dick, like the, the first like half an inch of her lips is like transparent. Like you could see through oh, it as your right. dick goes yeah. through. Like, man, what's going on here? Yeah, wait, this is all. Oh, really in here? It's really a dude. It's a lot of dudes. I have something to tell you. Oh, that's my butt. That'd be cool, like <laughs> being able to ch change clothes. You know, like uh, I want a suit. You know, like yeah, you, you just buy. walk around naked with a hologram on. Yeah. Imagine if I mean, what the fuck, man? There's a lot of places where that might actually be like that might feel nice, dude. You know? Big well, hologram well, dicks, fuck yeah, dude. Awesome. That would be huge, right? <laughs> Girls would go to grab it and fall forward. <laughs> hey, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> where is it? <laughs> <laughs> Try to grab it and fall in your face. It's oh, a dog. Man. Oh, I grab face. That's a fucking interesting idea that we could eventually change the actual visual visual appearance of things. Mm. You know, that we could do it. Like, have you ever seen those walls? There's like a, a certain kind of wallpaper they have that has like e lights and, and, and yeah, like e-paper. What is it? And it changes. Yeah. Like what? What is it? You turn it on, and like, what is it? What does it do exactly? Well, it pretty much is like a foldable LCD screen where you'll be able to like in the future. Like, I don't know what that one is, but but the the technology's out where eventually we will have walls where that would be a screen, and you could turn it onto a texture or a color of a wall. You could turn on a TV on the wall. You know, you can make windows where we'll be able to like Skype in one corner, and the other side have just you know like a fireplace. Minority Report type shit. That's yeah. happening, man. That's on the way, Ajibra. Isn't it weird how they we've got fat and ugly mastered? Like you can make someone look fat and ugly, but they can't do good looking. What do you mean, fake good looking? Like you know, like mom, big mama's house. Oh right, right, right. You know the fat suits. Yeah. What if fat became hot? Like in twenty years, it probably and could dudes, happen. And dudes are getting fat suits and shit. It used to be. Hot. It, <laughs> it used, used to be. be hot. It used yeah. to be for girls. It yeah. used to be a sign of uh, her being from wealth. Yeah. Because yeah. she could fatten her ass up while everybody else is starving to death. Plus, she was warmer. Dude. Yeah, you, you walk around the then, fat suit. Back then, all you needed was like turkey and fucking all this food on the table, and people thought you were rich as fuck. Like, oh my god, look at all the food! This bitch just keeps eating. You just keep eating food. Like, if you're a fat fuck, that was awesome. It's like you just can just sit around and eat. There was dark times in in this species history where people were just scrounging and scratching, and it got to the point where fat, obese people were sexy because they were desirable. It's so rare. So rare, someone just can lay around and do nothing and eat. I can see that coming back for sure. Sure, I sure. wonder. If, if I wonder. Dark times come, right? Yeah. I wonder when grabbing chicks by the head and dragging them through the fucking dirt became illegal. Well, Wait, it illegal? might be on the way back. You look at this Chris <laughs> Brown thing. Chris Brown is a huge star. Beat up Rihanna, still right. a huge star. Again, bigger star than ever. No, he didn't beat okay. her up again. But you know what I mean. Never really. I mean, people, it didn't really hurt his career. People talk shit and about him, friends. but it actually probably made him bigger. And now they're friends again. Yeah. 
So it's probably getting more acceptable. So I don't think was, you should do it, by the way. There's some people that accuse me of being um, a misogynist, Brian, online. And I'm so sad. You've always been, ever since so I've sad, you think known that? you, people <clears throat> think that. It's That's so sad. Old. Listen, but if you're a dumb cunt, yeah, I'm a misogynist. Against dumb cunts only. But I'm not like against like regular women. I like regular women. Regular women are some of the nicest people I know. You know, they're not burdened by a lot of the testosterone issues that men have. I don't have any problem with most women. But dumb dudes, it's the same. If you, if you don't like dumb dudes and you start shitting on dumb dudes, nobody ever says, you right. fucking hate dudes. Exactly. You hate men. But if you have any scenario where a chick says something stupid, even if you generalize and say, like, chick shouldn't be president, you know, I don't think men should give birth either. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not an even exchange here. But I, I certainly am not a misogynist by any stretch of the imagination or no, anything. Just don't filter yourself on on, on sexes. You know, when you're, you have, you, if somebody's being a fucking idiot, you you'll say if it's a guy or a girl, and I think that's what it is a lot of times. You know? I try to be as as nice as possible about, it, especially now. You know, like when, especially when you're talking to a chick. Like a lot of times, chicks are a little bit more sensitive to criticism or the potential possibility that you're a mean asshole and you're gonna say something mean to her. I try to be a lot nicer about it. Are you gonna go pee? All right, good luck with that. Break? No, we're just going to talk about me being a misogynist <laughs> and a homophobe or something. I don't know. Neither of those things. I'm not. I'm no perfect person. But when I tell you that my my real, true, honest feelings and intentions and how I express them on this, you're podcast, definitely not a homophobe at all. This, That's I'm, silly. I'm ne neither that nor am I uh, a sexist person. I no. try to be real even with. There's a lot of things I don't like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not, an, I'm not like a, a person without angst or a person that doesn't get upset at things. And I'm, I'm certainly not enlightened in any shape or form. But I'm pretty even about what I like and don't like. If you're nice, I like you. I'm, I'm a fucking easygoing guy. There's a lot of comedians that I don't even, I can't even watch their act. They're terrible. But if they're nice to me, I'm nice to them. I'm nice to everybody that's nice to me. Mm -hmm. That's how I treat the world. And if you're a woman and you're nice to me, we're friends, period. It's, just, it's that simple. But for whatever reason, if there's any, any, ever any conflict of you with a woman, with a, with a woman? With, with a, a woman? With women named women, folks. Uh, if there's any conflict ever and it's documented online, you're automatically going to point to that one moment in time. Like as a being, woman heckler or that yeah, feminist or any of that shit. Yeah. It's, that's the feminist. The feminist video is a perfect example of me not trying trying to not get into a, a right. thing with her. I didn't want to. I was trying to be nice. I, I try to be nice always until until you can't be nice anymore, and then you're like, get out of here, bitch. You know that's it's not my preference. My preference is certainly to be nice. And you too, man. One of the nicest guys I know. You know, one of the cool things about jujitsu is that the, the dudes that do it, generally speaking, are so much more relaxed ego-wise than your average guy. And you meet so many nice guys. Like so many people, when, when they have their ego in check, when they do jujitsu, and it's fucking hard. It's not easy to go out there and put your ass on the line and you, know, you work all day and you're tired. And then you go to a fucking jujitsu class, especially when you're a beginner. That shit is hard as fuck. You get your ass kicked. It's terrible. But if you can get through that gauntlet, if you can get through that, become a blue belt, become a purple belt, there's like certain qualities that those guys have about them. They're just more relaxed. Like Mike Maxwell, the guy who does my poster. Do you see my poster that I did for the Chicago show? No. Dude, this guy's so talented. And he just did another one for me for uh, the Atlanta show. He's got a, his website's MikeMaxwellArt.com. He's, uh, he's a blue belt. And he's, uh, he's, he trains with uh, Noguera down in uh, San Diego. He's good Diego. with graphics. Yeah, he's great amazing. with graphics. 
Great, you know? brilliant, brilliant artist. Designs, but he's got he's got that same sort of personality about him. He's a great guy. He's easy going because the dude trains. He trains. He gets. He doesn't have any weird insecurity issues like a lot of people have. You know, so there's a lot of dudes out there. I think in in not having a martial art, and obviously I'm extremely biased when I voice this opinion, and it's not for everybody. Like obviously I don't think it's for Brian. Everybody's personality is different. Brian has no desire to do any of that stuff. But for a lot of people, they do. You're, but you're not insecure about like getting into a situation where you get into fight with guys. You just, you'll just get out of there. There's a lot of guys who, when their manhood is threatened, they, yeah. they, they want to puff up their chest and they can get in trouble. Yeah. And it's a scary moment I'm for the them. extreme opposite of that. You are. So I, I don't say it's for everybody. We all have our own paths in life. But for a lot of people, it can fucking help tremendously. It's a missing part of our lives. We are, our whole body, the, the system, the way the mind operates is all essentially set up for conflict. We're set up for physical activity, for conflict. We're set up for, for figuring out who's the alpha of the chimpanzee, the human thing, whatever the fuck we are. I mean, every, every animal has, has alpha, every uh, primate rather, has like that alpha structure. And that's what we have too. We have this constant competition, but it doesn't happen. And instead it manifests itself as business, which is weird and buttoned down with strange clothes and weird rules and no swears. And there's a lot of restrictions. There's a lot of suppressing, suppressing the true instincts of the animal, the human organism. And jujitsu allows you to express the true instincts of the animal organism in a safe way that actually you benefit from and you develop character from. You know, and there's 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 a real benefit to that that obviously you experience, obviously I experience, and you give out when you're teaching jujitsu. When you're what you're doing with Ten Planet Tenth Planet Jujitsu with the website with offering um, the mastering the system so you can you can watch different techniques and learn from them online. What you what you're doing is you're spreading this incredible tool to become a better human being. You're spreading this incredible tool to to help you master your own personal space a little bit better. Look at that, Eddie Bravo. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Educating Joe. Was, bitches. Thank you. Thank I appreciate that. You know, you say you were saying that it's terrible and you get your it's it's uh, awful in the beginning. You don't mean that. Let me clarify that. He doesn't yeah. mean it's terrible like you have just a terrible time. No, he, no, he means terrible like if you started playing a new video game for the first time and you're going one-on-one -on -one against people, they would be killing you and it's terrible. You're losing all the time, but no one's really getting hurt. You're not going to yeah. get hurt in jujitsu. It's not terrible or you're getting hurt. You might get hurt like... At the same rate as you would playing basketball three times a week. You're going to fuck your shoulder up. You might fuck your knee up, twist an ankle. It's the same thing. Yeah. I've been doing jiu-jitsu 18 years. I've never needed surgery. You that's know, so, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, so and I know a lot of guys like that. Eventually, you will tweak. You know, you can tweak your knee. You might tear an ACL. You might need some surgery, but it's no. It's actually super safe. Yeah. When I say when I say terrible, what I really mean is like you're not going to win. That's all it is. It's really yeah. fun to learn, though. And you, before you even spar, you're going to go through drills where you're shown the technique and you execute it on someone who is not resisting. And by learning it that way, you know, you do and put in the repetitions, you eventually absolutely can develop those techniques. The beautiful thing about the techniques of jiu-jitsu is most of them don't even, re even require any real uh, unusual physical attributes. You don't have to be unusually strong. You nope. just have to have leverage and position. And a lot of people could apply. A lot of people out there don't even work out if you taught them a rear naked choke and then you let them put it on you they could put you to sleep per yeah. people don't even work out they don't even train the techniques are really that effective 
you know, so you'll get better. It's a hundred percent. You'll get better. You just have to put in the numbers. And that's one of the things that I really always appreciated about the way you uh, talk about jujitsu is that you are always really humble in that, that, that regard. And you always make sure that you let people know that there's nothing unusual about you. You're not a great athlete. This is not, this is all just thinking and putting in the numbers and doing the proper technique and anyone can do it. And you all children do it. Yeah. Yeah, children do it, old ladies do it. It's never too late to do it. Yeah. You can it doesn't matter if you're 50 or 60, 42. If you want to learn how to subdue someone and put them to sleep scientifically in a very non-violent way, you're doing it with a bunch of nerds. It's it, jujitsu itself is a douchebag fa- uh, filter. We've talked about that before. Douchebags can't handle getting tapped, can't handle losing a game of death. Even though no one gets hurt, their ego gets hurt. So it automatically keeps douchebags out. So well, that's a few sneak in. There's a yeah, few. every now and then they do. Yeah. But, you know, I, every time I'm on the podcast, we talk about this. You know, I know I'm beating, you know, I'm beating everyone over the head with this. But there's jujitsu everywhere. There's every, practically every city has a jujitsu school. Find a jujitsu school, whether it's no gi or gi. Get into it because within a year, and time flies, Within a year, sometimes even six months, depending on how fast you pick it up, but at the most a year, you will be able to take an untrained man, a dude who doesn't do jujitsu, obviously, and most people don't. If anything goes wrong, you, you know, at the movie theater with your family, with your kids, with your girlfriend, someone steps up, you will have the confidence to put that guy to sleep and just extinguish the problem. And it gives you so much confidence in not just those type of situations, but in everyday situations in business and meetings you just have, gives you so much confidence knowing if anything goes down you're safe dude i wonder if they're ever going to be able to come out with a jujitsu dummy that is a robot that works on a computer and knows how to execute moves yes like if you yeah because if you see like these i don't know if you'd want to roll with it because it might fucking no. kill you yeah, yeah. right Too dangerous. Yeah. yeah because maybe if we get, they could get it to be like super sensitive you know, maybe, man, I don't know, man. The way they're doing it now, the robots they have now, they can push them while they're running and they like lean over and then rebalance themselves and come back up. Like they're getting super, super advanced. And I think it's the the human body, like the anatomy, they already understand it completely. They know exactly where the bones go. They know if they created some sort of an artificial structure that mimicked bone mass and they figured out a way to power it and move it around and then figured out a way to make it like ultra sensitive to compression and, and how much it's squeezing and how what, what position it's in and then make it work like a jujitsu fucking fire. Have, a, have awesome. a, a dope But it couldn't guy finish you. It's just he had really good defense. So you yeah. worked on your offense. Like he's constantly escaping your you shit. Him, you want him to attack a little bit though. <laughs> scary. Can you imagine that? Scary. Yeah, maybe you, you have to calibrate really your neck. Defense. You know what I mean? You have to calibrate your neck, yeah. make sure it doesn't squeeze beyond this right. point. Ooh, that's scary. You two two people here are gonna die. You know, you know that? Two that, a year at least. The I'll, tapping malfunction. But you look cigarettes kill a lot of people and they're still smoking cigarettes. There'll be people fighting for it. Yeah, if two responsible guys, they weren't trained. That would be the yeah. That would be the argument. We would say, listen, man, cigarettes kill 400,000 people every year. A few dudes got jacked by their jujitsu dummy. All right. I'm not getting jacked by mine. And you could buy one if you're really a lowster. You could buy a black belt one. <laughs> and it's talking shit as you take it out of the box. Like, really, bitch? You, you think you're ready for this? Really, bitch? <laughs> you, you imagine? Well, you could get a white belt one and just fucking strangle it. Or you can get like different kind of athletes, like a 190 pound football player, like one of those ridiculously. Powerful and explosive defensive end dudes. How big would a defensive end be? 285 pounds. How about that? How about a 285 pound one? And you only you only attack it. It only does defense. You just gotta attack that fucking thing. It's constantly trying to peel you off of it. 
but it gets tired <laughs> like a 280 pound man too. Maybe it only has like a certain, they calculate its anaerobic capacity. Like if its muscles are like Bob Sapp style big, you just got to figure out how to ride it, but it won't ever spike you on your head like Bob Sapp would. Nice. It's possible, right? <laughs> I think maybe by 2023. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ever bought a gay real doll to use it as a jujitsu dummy. And be like, yeah, I'm just choking, and it's very realistic, you know. <laughs> I don't like, you know, I, I, I mean, when I do choke it, I fuck it. But that's listen. This is the survival of the fittest. Have they made an, that a thing down? It's not massive advancements with the real doll. Because Howard Stern used to push that 20 years ago. The real doll must be amazing, or did they did they plateau? Hmm, that's a good question. Let's well, go the see problem, right now. The biggest problem is is that even though you, they they are definitely better now, and there's actually companies that that make real doll knockoff or the same technology as real doll, but they do better. I Every think. year, do they keep getting better? Uh, are there yeah. real we doll had, conventions? We, we had a guy on one of our shows, uh, Naughty Show, the, the a Christmas roast video, and they had a couple real dolls there, and they were awesome looking. But then the vagina, which felt like a uh, flashlight ripoff. Like it wasn't as good. For, it's so like for, it's for like you're fucking. reviewing an iPhone right now, like yeah. the latest iPhone. So for fucking, I don't think it's there. Like I, I really do think like the flashlight's one of the best feeling because uh, they're they're patented rubber. You put a and fucking flashlight. Like yeah. You put a flashlight inside one. Like there's like yeah. a, you got to put absolutely. one in there. Yeah, right? absolutely. If I so you don't have to clean the whole thing. Yo, they have tranny ones. Oh. Look at this tranny. What? They have tranny um, real dolls. They have a real doll that's a girl with a dick. Yeah. And it looks like her bush is shaped in the tap out logo. Oh, oh. My God. that's <laughs> hilarious. Are people watching this? Uh, okay. No, they can't see it. Are you sure that's real? That's not fake? No, go to realdoll.com and look at shemail double double one. Throw that up on the. How much is it? How, oh, we can't put it on Ustream. Yeah. Jesus Christ, what am I talking about? Listen, don't listen to me. This is completely legal. Did you get shut down? Ustream shut you down? What yeah, happened? well, here's the thing. Uh, that's cool that you talked about this. Uh, the, the Ustream is a. A business, you know, like they have advertisers, and while they've been nice enough to take the advertising off our shows uh, and stuff like that, they do have to kind of have this kind of policy, you know. And yeah, one of the about content. Yeah, one of the policies uh, is, uh, believe it or not, uh, marijuana use, uh, any kind of drug use. While it might be legal in California, showing us take bongs and stuff like that. So, um, is it from the Ice House Chronicles? It's from uh, a couple things. Uh, Ice House Chronicles. There was a naughty show that I just put up. Uh, today where mm -hmm. there's there was a quick nudity where the girl like took off her clothes and i grabbed the camera right at the last second and i, I think there was a little bit of nudity that showed uh. but still i uh, pulled the video immediately when that happened you know so no one could else could see it but i th still think you know I, there's a lot of people that watch this that you know that marijuana would bug kodak or you know ford motors you know if they were a sponsor right. they're not going to be like why why are we sponsoring <laughs> like we fucking just, bong hits and stuff Eddie Bravo just said the government planned 911 yeah <laughs> <laughs> would be that would be okay. Fishy. Yeah. It's fishy. fishy. I know so I mean, say. it's totally understandable. So I just I just gotta remember to remember that for future use. But luckily, you know, Brad is a good buddy yeah. of ours. So so he hooked you back <laughs> he up. Back Did you up. tell you to delete those or anything? Uh, no, I just pulled them. I already had them pulled. I think it was just right. it was automatic. So almost. people want to watch them? Are those on Vimeo? Yeah, Vimeo. Just go to. Deathsquad.tv. Deathsquad.tv on Vimeo. Yeah, yeah that's, um, that's a tricky situation. Yeah, I could see that. It, you know, there's a lot of parts of this country where they have archaic marijuana laws. Right. Like, we could sit there and do shots on camera, and it's no problem at all. Right. We might have to limit it to a drinking room. 
Mm-hmm. Smoke outside. Vimeo has outside. no rules. You could put any music no, you want on it. No, they have rules. It's just they're a little bit more lenient because you're paying for it and there's no advertising involved. This is more of a pay, Vimeo is more of a paid service where like you can have a director and you can have a short movie that has nudity in it and most likely you're, you're going to be fine because it's kind of art. What about theory. music? You could use anybody's music. No, I wouldn't say you could use anyone's music, but there's also the the laws on music's really fucking weird. Anyways, like I they tell you do not use any you know music, but if you're talking over music and it's in a background and you know does that count or who knows a lot of gray areas for that i'm going to giorgio sukulos's site to look at his new clothes oh dude he's got the greatest shirt ever where he's got a purple shirt that has his face in white really big with his hair you know his hair is bigger than ever and it says sukulicious Oh my goodness! No, he doesn't. Giant. Oh my purple God, I'm shirt. Looking at it, it's the greatest oh, shirt ever. I would wear that on the podcast, Giorgio. You got to get me one of these, you silly bitch. Look at this. Oh yeah. So delicious. Hey, he's running with it, man. He's running with that whole UFO thing, dude. He's really funny on 4chan. You ever seen him? He goes on 4chan. No, no, no. Wait, the, oh, the, the Photoshop the memes. So the memes. I love yeah. It. Did 4chan get someone killed? Probably. Is that true? I, I, I guess. How? You didn't hear about this? No, I didn't. Something, some fire-related thing. Someone in the said, desert. Someone said that it was on, but it could be totally a troll. Probably is. <laughs> Who knows? But I, I wouldn't... I, I, I could believe that. I mean, 4chan is just a collection of people. The, it's a question. It's that did 4chan get someone killed is the question. I love 4chan, 4chan and Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I don't know. This I'm reading this off some fucking wonky website. It could be totally horseshit. They they keep busting those dudes though. It's just said another 4chan user gets busted by the FBI. Oh, that it was already that was a while ago actually. What do those guys do exactly? Uh, 4chan guys. Yeah, everyone's terrified of anyone like that. Anonymous 4chan. Anybody's on the internet who just fuck your shit up, kid. I don't know what the 4chan guys are. The 4chan is a little different. That's just a message. It's a crazy board, forum, photo right? Board. It's like the most brutal forum on the whole internet. It's just it? like a photo board. Like it's just fun photos and a lot of creepy sex shit. And but like a lot of the like internet memes originate there, right? The lolcats didn't yeah. they originate there? I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah, that's the theory, right? The memes are pictures with the text yeah. on it. <laughs> oh, dude, there's there's one on my message board. It, there's a picture of a dude all fucked up and he's all bleeding and on top it says at first I thought it was a great idea to throw trash into the dolphin pool but I didn't know Matt Horowitz was standing right behind me he's all fucking jacked (laughs) Uh, that's funny that's hilarious those are great man internet like random internet comedy that comes out of some of those things some are so fun man they're so fun some really hilarious things have been created on the Sukulos ones I'm not saying it's aliens but it was aliens. <laughs> There's like so many of them with him with his fucking hair all crazy and the meme is an alien meme. Yeah. Some of those are so funny, dude. There's some <laughs> funny fucking people out there that are trapped in regular jobs. Yep. You know, I'm hoping that's what America, well, that's what's going to be our next industry. Funny shit we produce on the internet where they eventually people figure out how to make a living just completely straight from the internet, creating either podcasts or web series or different things they do. Because there's a lot of funny fucking dudes out there. Definitely for entertainment, there's, yeah. this is the best time in the whole entire world ever. Ever. Like if you're a good music, musician. By the way, uh, yeah. Honey Honey's new video that we were in, it comes out Thursday. Oh. And I think it's going to be on IFC.com Powerful. or something like that. HoneyHoneyBand.com. Brian, Brian, we're in a music video, bro. Really? Yeah, yeah I was air guitar and playing with my butt. Yeah, <laughs> I was playing with his butt. Nice. 
No, it's uh, we were just standing around looking like retards, really. Acting, we're hanging out at a party. We were a date at yeah, a party. We were at a date. Other we're people got girls. Mandates. Yeah, <laughs> we were on a mandate. Just gonna reaffirm the haters. Did, remember, Told you, remember what you said to the director? Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, hey, is it okay if we were just like slow dancing or or something like that? <laughs> yeah. They kind of talked yeah. us out of it. That yeah. would have been cool. I know. I thought it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I think they were like, uh, well, that would have been rude, though. We we're sending a weird message in the middle of their video. It's not our yeah. business to do that. Right. Turn your video into a, a gay porn. A gay love-a-thon. Yeah, they were at Coachella. I listened uh, in my hotel room. I was in um, Fort Lauderdale. And in the hotel room, I was watching the live Coachella feed on Ustream, or YouTube. rather. It's pretty mm-hmm. badass. It's great. You go full screen with it. It's totally HD. Mm-hmm. It looked amazing. It was really fun. Really, uh, it was fun to watch. They're uh, they're fucking killing it out there, man. They're going to be back next weekend. She got, this weekend. Y- are they? What mm-hmm. are they doing this weekend? Coachella again. Oh, really? Yeah. She was on on stage and talking about how uh, Suzanne was that she the last time she was there she was selling barbecue at one of the stands. Really? So she was like, so just to let you know, barbecue is the route to the stage here at Coachella. Nice. She's so hot. <laughs> She's ridiculously talented too ridiculously that that chick's voice is amazing there's i got a a thing online with some fucking dude on the board just got so cunty about some there's this chick named nikki blum i think her name is and she does that uh rendition of linda ronstadt's you're no good while inside of a um inside a van have you heard it Mm -mm. you haven't seen it Mm -mm. dude you got you to gotta hear this. Just put it on for a couple minutes because it's, it's them singing this song in a van. And this, this chick has a oh, fucking that. incredible voice. Just Nikki B-L-U-H-M or something like that. You're no good. Y-O-U apostrophe. What did someone say? Or R. He said some dude was... Oh, some dude was shitting on it. Like, you know, I, I, I was saying, you know, how, how much talent this chick has. And some dude... Was like, you know, no, that sucks. It's shit. This is better. And I, I fucking get crazy when people tell me that what you like sucks. Like, why? Why? It does. You don't like it, but you can't say it sucks. It just is that chick can fucking sing, man. It might not be your style of music. It might not be something that you would get into. It might, you know, might not be in the right frequency to, 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 to tune into it. You might not enjoy that kind of music. But so many people enjoy it. It's the one in the upper left. The yellow one? Yeah, right. Okay. Nope, above it, above oh, it. Okay. That one. Are yeah. you allowed to play it on your podcast? Yeah, you can play this for a couple seconds. Check it out. One, two, three. They're just driving. I heard this before. Listen to this chick's voice, man. Brian, can you move your arm for a second? Damn, that bitch can sing. Where she smokes I'm gonna say it again. You're no good. You're no good. You're no good. I love that voice, man. And her voice is awesome. That's like soulful. You know, that's a smoky. Oh, dude, it's, it's a it's a hot video, man. It's 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 I really it's inspirational too. I like that they're on their way to a gig and they're just playing in a van, you know. And she's just sitting there with an iPhone and recording it, and it's beautiful, man. There's not there's no special effects, there's no nothing, and it's one of my favorite videos, man. I'm I'm that's a 
I don't know what it is, man, but a chick with a badass voice, it like makes my body feel better. It like it it soothes me. It puts me into a frame of mind that is almost unavailable to me without like beautiful I love the female girl voices. Voice, man. I love the female voice. It's voice. incredible, Sarah right? Sarah McLachlan, that's one of my favorite oh, all the time. Dude, I was in a pool hall in fucking White Plains, New York. And that first Sarah Palin video, or Sarah, Sarah Palin, <laughs> what the fuck's that? Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin video came up. Listen as the wind blows. Possession. Yeah, you know that song. And I, I, I remember looking up and just going, God damn. And the dude was like, hey, come on, man, it's your shot. I was like, I didn't even want to play anymore. I wanted to watch that video. I was like, I was hypnotized. Yeah. It's like holy shit! Live, she kills it every oh my time. God. Every heard, time, man. I, I went, dude. I, I went to last minute. Sarah McLaughlin was playing Hollywood Bowl about a year ago, and I was like, I told my girlfriend, she's playing tonight. I didn't even know you want to go. It's not sold out. My buddy told me, goes, dude, it's not sold out. He reminded me you should go. So we went, just showed up, dude. We just show. We're just gonna buy any tickets. And some guy comes up and goes, you, you know anybody who needs two? You need two tickets. You know, they were from work that he got right, dude, like probably maybe 20 yards from her, right in front of her. Amazing seats. Wow. We totally lucked out. Right there in the front. And she destroyed the Hollywood Bowl. She went out there barefoot and she killed it. She has this background, Sarah, because, wow. you know, obviously on record, she does a lot of layers. It's like, right. it's, it's 10 Sarahs, sometimes three, sometimes four. It's a choir of her. But she has this backup singer that sounds just like her. She's been with her for years. Amazing. She's like a star, too. She's the chick who makes Sarah sound good because she's backing her up, you know? You know? Wow. They're both amazing, man. It's crazy. She's probably like one of the most famous background singers. No yeah. shit. And is Sarah McLaughlin still touring? Is she still? Fuck yeah. <clears throat> Does she tour a lot? Fuck. She just got divorced. New she life. did? New life. Oh, yep. shit. Maybe like a year Brian, ago or something. Brian just found his new <laughs> wife. Nice. The the um, sugar mama. What's up? Fumbling, Joel, right? fumbling oh, towards Joel? ecstasy. That album, fumbling towards ecstasy. One like of the now? greatest albums ever, man. That's one possession yeah. song. That's track one. Yeah. That whole album is amazing. Yeah. Fumbling towards ecstasy. Incredible. She album. has an you know insane voice. I, I I really hate that stupid pet commercial though. Her song using her song. Yeah. In that what is it? Really killed Angel? her for me. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. song you don't like? Yeah. yeah I don't like that song. Yeah. There's it? a lot of songs I'm not really that into. I mean, some albums she only has one good song. The whole album Whoa. you know uh but um i still love her because overall she's got like 15 amazing songs like even surfacing had four or five great songs are you trying to find out what she looks like brian yeah sarah she's still hot okay. plus she gets extra talent points you oh just yeah you should be so honored to be in her presence presence Dude. of her vagina if she let you into the fold I saw her uh, Valentine's oh, Day. Can you imagine you're hanging out and she's like serenading to you and shit? Oh <laughs> You'd be like a little bitch. Yeah. I bought tickets for my girlfriend to see her on Valentine's Day in like 1998. And it was wow. like the hottest thing ever to yeah. do. Ooh. My you girlfriend wasn't really even into Sarah McLaughlin at all until that show. She got blown away. It was an amazing wow. show. She kills everything. Her voice is never off. She's amazing. Effortless. Just, you know, angelic voice. Just yeah, I like some song. I mean, I love the Black Keys. I mean, it doesn't have to be a girl singing to get me, but there's a, a certain thing that a girl singing does. It's a different thing. It's a different like girls little... can do different things. You know, they could do yeah. they're, they're you know, they have uh, more octaves they could sing in. Yeah, it's just the way it reacts, or the way your body rather reacts to the the beautiful harmonic sound of a, a beautiful female voice. 
it's like, wow, you know, your whole body just goes, wow. It's an amazing thing what sound can do, dude. When we think about the information that's being transferred between people, you know, the, the lyrics and the notes and all of it together and the impact that it has on your, your whole body and your feeling. And the, I mean, there's songs that give you goosebumps. There's songs that make you want to run up hills. There's songs that I used to listen to Offspring when I, uh, when I uh, would hit the bag because Offspring is like, ah! everything is like, fucking go, 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 go. It's all just incredible. It makes you work out harder. Like, you listen to a fucking old Offspring album, yeah. that shit will make you work out harder. The pace is so frenetic. It makes you just a fucking attack, 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 attack. There's nothing else that can do that. No, a guy standing next to you is not going to do that. Like, there, there's something about music that's just like fucking... We used, the band I was in back when I was 18, Resistance, we were a speed metal band, we used to share rehearsal rooms with Offspring. Whoa. Yeah, they always used to leave the room smelling like patchouli oil. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe they They got wow. so huge. Like, holy shit, we used to practice with these guys. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. Back at DC Sparks in, off, uh, in Anaheim. They have some of my favorite workout music ever. Just, just fucking for going crazy berserker style, like for hitting things. It's the best. Where you just want, if you want to do rounds on a bag or something, listen to some offspring. It's amazing that, that like, really good music can make cardio actually like, go by. Like, if you put on, like, a fucking badass album, especially if you smoke a little weed, and a lot of people think that that's counterproductive to cardio work, but I say, how dare you? Look at Nick Diaz. Yeah, look at Nick Diaz. Look Guy's a super Diaz. athlete. Ah. Look at Joey Diaz. Still alive and kicking. Nick but, Diaz, Braulio Estima. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I know. That's going to be May 12th, right? May 13th? May 12th. May 12th. May 12th. Where is that, that fight? It's a... There's a there's a world jujitsu expo happening in Los Angeles. I'm not. I think in Long Beach or something. I'm not so. sure. Either L.A. convention or Long Beach, May twelfth, World Jujitsu Expo. Yeah. And there's going to be a few super fights. A lot of top jujitsu guys are doing seminars, like Robert Drysdale. I think uh, Andre Gavao's doing a draw. Yeah. Uh, all the big dudes and Brawley Estima, who is arguably the best pound for pound jujitsu guy on the planet. Him and Marcelo are right up there. Um, he's going against Nick Diaz Do you know in Braulio a jiu-jitsu match. Do you know Braulio? We've met a couple times. He's been totally cool. <sighs> what a fucking great guy he is. Did you I meet hung him? out with him in, in, in England. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. In England, he was uh, Recently? doing some translating over there. A couple times I've hung out with him. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. So down to earth. Such a really nice guy. Like if you were, we were hanging around talking behind uh, backstage, like at the weigh-ins at one of the shows. If you didn't know him, man, you would you would never assume that this guy's one of the baddest motherfuckers on earth when it comes to jujitsu. Yeah, he just seems so friendly and easygoing and so yeah. unassuming. He's, he's gonna do MMA guy. as well. Wow, dude, he's gonna fuck some people up, man. That jujitsu is nasty. He's so technical, yeah. so good. So man. what do you think, Nick be or Braulio? Who knows? It's gonna be awesome. I would never say, even if I thought. <laughs> I love, I love, listen, tell you something, man. Um, Nick Diaz is the opening to my podcast. So yeah. I'm never saying anything bad about Nick Diaz. Yeah. Braulio Steam is a motherfucker. But it shows you how ballsy Diaz is. He's not just taking a super fight against anybody. He's taking a super fight against the best. Yeah. I mean, he's just jumping in and, and doing a, having an opportunity where he could get submitted you know, easily. He might shock the world. Can you, you never imagine? Know. Could you imagine? If he'd like triangled Braulio, can you imagine Could you that? imagine? That would be crazy. Especially if, if it was high as Jesus on a space shuttle. That would definitely <laughs> make ESPN. Definitely. Yeah. That's going to have so much coverage. Nick wow. Diaz is a fucking UFC rock star. Yeah. He's going to do a super fight. No one, they never well, hey, do man, that. You know, he leg locked Macaco. He finished yeah. Macaco. You know, Nick Diaz can finish anybody. Yeah. If anybody sleeps on Nick Diaz, he can This is people. the biggest jujitsu match of all time. 
I think so. This is the biggest yeah. jujitsu match to have of a super, all time. Yeah, because a lot of people in, thought that Nick Diaz should have got the nod in that fight against Carlos Condit, so that would make him, in their opinion, and that's not just a few. You know, I don't. You know, I, I've said I thought he could have won, but I could see the. I could see how you could score it for Carlos too. I, if I would have leaned towards Nick, but it was a very fucking close fight. Just say it was a draw. Let's pretend it was a draw, or even the, just a close loss. You're talking about one of the very best guys in MMA going up against the very best guy or one of the very best guys in jiu-jitsu. That never happens. Never. Never. This is the biggest yeah. jiu-jitsu match Strike Force champion. Time. I mean, when was the last time? I mean, George St. Pierre jumped in and, and fought in Abu Dhabi in, what was it, 2003? Five. Five, 2005? Yeah. yeah, right. It was L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and he jumped in there, too. He wasn't as famous. He wasn't as famous. Not as Nick Diaz is right now. MMA wasn't as big. This was all pre-Ultimate... Uh, no, it wasn't. Was it? But that, it took, a, that took a lot of balls from GSP. Yeah. Yes, he said, fuck it, I'm doing Abu Dhabi. <laughs> GSP, he's another guy. Look, at, look how fucking nice that guy is. Yeah. Remember hanging out with him? Yeah. He's the nicest guy ever. Yeah. Just such a sweetheart. And so unassuming. Again, same thing. So completely unassuming. The fact that he would even allow me to teach him a kick, that he would waste his time to come down to the gym to work out with me... You know, this is just a, that he would even try that, you know, just shows you what a nice guy. He you know is. how crazy that video is? You know, how crazy <laughs> here. Here we got George St. Pierre, the Michael Jordan of MMA. MMA is the hottest sport on the planet. UFC is the biggest sport on the planet or hottest rising. Here's George St. Pierre taking spinning back kick lessons from you <laughs> on video yeah. even bruce lee that can't doesn't have video like that there's no bruce lee video footage of bruce showing the baddest fighter on the planet how to kick well this, you know what i'm saying there's some you know look i'm not there's a lot of things that i'm not that good at i'm just saying that video yeah. is fucking historic oh yeah well what i'm saying is there's not a lot of things that I'm, I'm i'm not good at a lot of things but there's a few things i'm really good at and i'm really good at kicking shit i can kick shit hard and that's something I've done since I was a little kid. I've been throwing Taekwondo kicks since I was growing, Dude, since my body and, was growing. And before YouTube, before the, you know, the internet where it is today, I knew how hard you kicked, man. I, I was trying to tell people. No one would believe me. I'd say, dude, Joe Rogan kicks harder than anybody I've ever seen. And they're like, dude, whatever, whatever. Nobody believed it. God damn it. It's one of those things if you just, anybody that just develops, if you like spend... 10 years working on one specific thing. Like, look how good Marcelo Garcia's rear naked choke is. You know, why? Because he just hit that over and over and over again and put those numbers. If you look at the way Jimi Hendrix used to play guitar, why could he play guitar so good? Because he just hit those numbers over and over and over and over, and it became a part of his body. You could, the, the thing you can learn about someone throwing a crazy spinning back kick is what's possible when someone just dedicates insane hours to one technique over and over and over again. So my hands were fucking terrible, dude. Until I was like 20 years old, I had no boxing technique at all. I didn't develop my hands. I learned how to throw like straight punches and I learned how to throw hooks. But when I would box with people, I would get killed. My fucking, uh, my hands are always down low. My chin was up too high. I'd get punched in the face. I used to uh, box my friend Mike Blythe. He was a, a former professional boxer, and he used to beat me up. <laughs> he was fucking make me not be able to kick him and just put the gloves on me. He just kicked my ass. I, I, I didn't really know how to use my hands because all that time was just spent developing kicks, developing kicks. But when you're trying to be like a martial arts superstar like George St. Pierre, a mixed martial arts guy, 
Mixed martial arts requires so many different skills. You got to work on your wrestling. You got to work on this. You got to work on that to develop one technique that takes an incredible amount of time to get really proficient at. Like those spinning crazy kicks, those take a long time before you really develop that full body coordination. Like that, the moves in the 360 degree roundhouse kick when you step and run at somebody, those are just like tying a shoelace. It just it sinks into place where it just becomes a part of your life. I don't think, okay, now I'm going to step with the left and then I'm going to pivot on the ball of my foot and then put the heel down and then lift the knee up and then kick. I don't even think that. I just go, <coughs> you just go into it. <coughs> like you do when you, when you hit that twister roll. How many times you hit that twister roll? When you're in side control and you hook that left foot under your knee, just ding. You just go for a ride. It's just a part of your body. It's a part of the way you know your 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 body interacts with this universe. You know, it's it's ingrained in you. It's a path that's grooved and worn so smooth it just automatically goes. You're executive producing. You're not yeah. even making the commands no more. You're just overseeing shit. Yeah, isn't that a weird feeling, man? When you just, especially with jujitsu, what's happening too quick for you to even think, but all of a sudden you you got someone's back. You know, there's just been this mad scramble of adjusting positions and everything you've done has been completely on training and everything you've done has been on repetition and drilling and and just the, just the putting in the numbers. And so then while you're live, while you're actually rolling, the mad scramble happens and your hooks go in and, whoosh, and you got a person's back and you don't even know what you did. You don't even know what you did. You barely know what you did. You just sort of did it. Yep. It's crazy. Same thing with playing guitar or yeah. piano. Like with anything, Shredding right? on piano. They're not making any commands. They're just kind of yeah. executive producing the project. They're like, let's play that thing. It's and the a, producers take over. That inside unknown producer. Yeah. Creativity is such a fucking amazing thing, man. The ability to come up with something that wasn't there. It's a, what a weird thing that is. That's so satisfying. You know, and I know you feel it, Brian. I mean, that's how Brian and I met because Brian would just make everybody laugh with these silly fucking videos he would put online. You know, but you know that when you're putting something like that out there, and then and somebody reacts to it, and somebody likes it, and boom, it just lights you up. You know, getting good at something, creating something good that gets recognized as something good, and creating something good where while you're doing it, it's sort of just playing out, and then oh, there it is. Now it's done. I guess everybody just ran out of gas. I guess this is a fucking <laughs> end of this goddamn podcast. <laughs> so we learned a lot today, ladies and gentlemen. We learned about positivity, positive experiences, what, love, what flowers. What I want to say is after that World Jiu-Jitsu Expo, yes. that night in Hollywood, I'm having my birthday party yes. at Bardo yes. in Hollywood. It's on Vine, like a block north of Hollywood Boulevard. Yes. Called Bardo. My band Smoke, Smoke Serpent's playing. Yes. No cover. Just say you're... What? You're, no cover. That's crazy. Bum, you just bum, said bum. that on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. <laughs> you're going to have what they call pagets. Do you know what a pagot is? What is that? That's what the people on my message board call... It's a mixture of podcast and faggot, so they call them pagots. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's no cover say. if you say you're it's there silly. for my birthday party. Well, that's so. ridiculous, dude. You're gonna get a. a it's gonna be over, overwhelmed. I'm not even able to come. I'm not gonna be able to fit in there. It's gonna be stuffed by the time we get there. I doubt it. There'll be like 12 people there. You just fucked up, son. Mm -hmm. You just fucked up, son. You gotta put a high ticket. You're gonna price. have a bunch of weird dudes with weird colds. They're gonna want to shake your hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No shit. No, nah, it'll be cool. We'll so get... it's after that World Expo. Out, you go watch Nick Diaz and Brawley Estima. Go home, take a shower, go get something to eat. Then meet me for my birthday bash at Bardo. Smoke Serpent's going to rock the goddamn house. 10thplanetjj.com. 
all my jujitsu's up there. Click. I'm techniques. thinking about being a backup dancer for this event. I'm thinking about going and drag Let's and do being it. a backup Let's dancer. Be like I'm a bodybuilder. We need bodybuilders instead of a blonde wig. Instead of strippers, just dudes. Bodybuilders. Yeah, flexing. just oil. I'm gonna shave everything. I'm just gonna shave my legs for the first time oh, ever. No. Shave everything. Just go up there all oily up. Wear some of my mannequin clothes. Some of your mannequin clothes. I've been buying. Yeah, you got a lot of weird mannequins, now. dude. That fucking Linda Blair you sent me. That thing looks dope. You're gonna oh, have an exorcist, yeah. a Linda Blair mechanical yeah, exorcist. This, this, in, it, it got shipped out yesterday or today or something like that. Oh, I'm so jealous. I have to get an American Werewolf in London one. I, I got a Predator one from that dude who you know who came to the UFC. You got a. You could probably get Predator the original space. one, dude. No, no, no. That's that's ridiculously expensive. But they do recreations. The American Werewolf in London. They do a recreation of it. It's just big fucking. On all fours. Eddie Bravo don't give a shit about that stuff, huh? It's all good. We, was, bro, we all have different tastes. And if anybody wants to learn some jujitsu, you want to come to Hollywood, my friend, and learn how to put the choke in. You come to Legends. Legends in Hollywood. I'm, I'm back. My, my numbness is completely gone. I've been wrecked for months, man. Yeah. I, I fucked up and pulled a muscle in my back. And, you know, I, one of the things that happens in jujitsu, jujitsu is so fun that when you get injured, you don't think, man, I got to stop doing jujitsu. You just think, well, how long do I have to wait before I can do jujitsu again? Yeah. Let me heal my shit back up. So I'll be there soon. And that's uh, Legends in Hollywood is on Santa Monica Boulevard, and it's east of the 101. The address is? It's 5176 Santa Monica Boulevard. Enter on Kingsley. It's called Legends MMA. That's where 10th Planet Headquarters is located. Also, I got 30 locations worldwide. Go to 10planetjj.com. Um, also, I got some seminars coming up. Phoenix, April 28th. Spokane in May. Uh, Chicago, January or, or June 9th. Stockholm, two-day workshop in Stockholm, June 16th, something like that. I got El Paso coming up. Just go to the Nibiru Forum at 10thplanetjj.com. That's where all the seminar info is. Phoenix is first, though, two weeks. When will you have something, will serp, uh, snake, smoke serpent, rather, have something that people, people can buy? Oh, you can go on iTunes. You and, buy right now? Yeah, you can go on iTunes and um, the song Jiu-Jitsu, which you could also, there's a video for. If you go to YouTube, search Jiu-Jitsu, smoke serpent. We got a, we got a video up. Uh, Dropped and Jiu-Jitsu are both available on iTunes um, now. Are you eventually going to put, like, a full CD out? Yes, yes. Yeah. Track at a time as we finish them, you know, so... All right, my brother, as always, big time fun. We didn't even get a chance to talk about John Jones or Rashad Evans. Fuck. I'm going to have to go with John Jones, man. Yeah. yeah. I think he's just too much. He could get caught. Rashad does have power. He does have speed. He does have explosiveness. He, I, you know, we might see John Jones just collapse and drop by a big bomb. But my money's on John Jones. I think he's going to be cautious. I think... Uh, I think he's going to out-wrestle Rashad and really? beat him up on the ground. Wow, that would be amazing to see because uh, Rashad looked amazing against Phil Davis, especially in the scrambles. Wound up on top virtually every time. you know. And his stand-up was just Phil Davis couldn't handle the stand-up. Was, Rashad was good. It was, he looked really solid. And before that, finished off Tito. You know, I think Rashad's pretty underrated. And I think one of the things that you got to think and you got to take into consideration is the fact they trained a lot together. So they're both going to know each other's little idiosyncrasies. And I'm sure each of them have uh, taken that into consideration and adjusted. But it's going to be fascinating to see what each one knows about each one. You know, I know there was uh, some moments that uh, they had talked about where Rashad had had success in training. You know, when John was 
tired and he, like, he was holding him down. Like they made reference to this many times. So it's going to be interesting to see how much John has progressed since then. Because if you look at the way he fights, fucking guys, like every time you see him, he's like this newer, better version, more confident, more more relaxed. Total destruction role. every time. Destruction. I mean, the way he strangled Leota Machida and then just dropped him down there. I mean, that's their common opponent, right? And you know, Machida, of course, was the first guy to. Uh, not the only condiment opponent. They fought Rampage as well. But Machida was the first guy and the only guy in the UFC to beat Rashad. But Rashad won the ultimate fighter as a fucking heavyweight and then dropped down to light heavyweight. And he's still one of the smaller light heavyweights. You know? I think uh, he's a dangerous guy for anybody at 205. And I think knowing as much as he knows about John Jones, this is going to be really fascinating. Really interesting to see. Because John is so... he's. He looks like a Muhammad Ali right now. You know what I mean? He looks like a Mike Tyson. He looks like a Sugar Ray Leonard when he was in his prime. He looks like one of these dudes. Like, man, this dude is just going to start dominating the world. Yeah. You know, he's already dominating the world. He's already destroying Shogun and winning the title and, 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 and taking out Rampage and taking out Machida and putting him to sleep. I mean, he's just on another level, man. He's on another level. And it looks like he's, what is he, 24 or something like that? How old is he? He's the youngest guy to ever win the UFC title. I mean, I don't think he's even 24. Maybe what, he is. What if you were in a coma the last fucking five years and you woke up and people were trying to fill you in on this John Jones guy and they were just telling you exactly what you just said. All the guys that he totally went right yeah. through and destroyed. It's incredible. You would be blown away. Yeah, I'd be completely... He's 24. Yeah, he's 24. 24 years old. And just every time you see him, you're seeing a, just a giant leap in his progress. That age when you're really young like that, god damn, you can learn quick. God damn, when you're fully dedicated and in, as intelligent as he is. It's going to be interesting to see how good he gets at yeah. jiu-jitsu. Because most, most MMA fighters, they get to a point and... Once they become famous, their their jujitsu kind of plateaus. Yeah. You don't see you don't see guys famous guys in the UFC mm. all of a sudden get amazing with their jujitsu. They kind of plateau once they become famous. But John Jones, he hasn't plateaued yet. His yeah. jujitsu looks better and better. And what, when he gets really good, like Marcelo, good, and he can. He's yeah. a, he's a bad motherfucker. He can. But you know what? I'm I'm really curious to see how they match up. I'm really curious to see what happens. I think this is going to be so fascinating because obviously Rashad acted as some sort of a mentor to John in the beginning. It's, it's very obvious, you know. And there's there's it's, it's there's so much history. It's and they're so good. I think like stylistically, Rashad's the most dangerous guy for for John Jones right now. And if he gets through John, if he gets through Rashad, then the big question becomes: What does he do now? Does he go to heavyweight? I mean, who is he going to fight at two hundred five now? Maybe Gustafson because Gustafson just looked really good with Tiago Silva. You know, he could fight some guys, but there's no like one standout guy. Maybe Dan Henderson. Dan Henderson stands out. That's a Dan Henderson said he wants a title shot. He'll fight like Anderson at eighty five, or he'll fight John Jones at two hundred five. I think he prefers to fight at 205. That could be interesting. Henderson's a fucking beast, man. You can't yeah. count him out with anybody. Yeah. Henderson's a scary dude. And you know what? Who knows? Maybe Fedor goes at 205. Maybe he... Can you imagine him cut up at 205? I would, yeah. Well, Those guys are just too big for him. Like, Bigfoot was just too big for him. Yeah. He just couldn't handle it. And, you know, the Dan Henderson fight shit. Most people lose the Dan Henderson. And he was in it. You know, and he wasn't... I think Fedor's still in the mix, man. I, but I think he really needs to start training and eating right and get down to 205 and dominate there. 
Yeah, well, he's he's certainly got still nasty skills on his feet. His submissions have always been great. It just doesn't seem like he fights with the same sort of passion that he used to have for it. I think it's inevitable. A certain guys they they have a certain amount of time in this game, and after a while, it just you know you hear him talk about it, and he says you know it's God's will, and it's this and that. you know he's really more into religion these days than than he is I think into going out and fucking people up. You know, so I've always been a, a Fedor fan. You know, I thought the days when he was dominating in pride, he means one of the most exciting guys in the world to watch. He was amazing, man. But all fighters, they go through a cycle. They're the greatest of all time. They all go through a cycle where they're almost un- unbeatable. And after a while, there's some deterioration or the talent pool increases, which is one of the things that I, I certainly think happened in the UFC. You know, I think the talent pool has gotten bigger and bigger. And Fabricio Verdum, the, that the first loss, you just cannot fuck around Fabricio Verdum's guard. You can't. You can't. You can't get play. You yeah. can't play cute with that dude. He just locks your shit up. When I talk to um, Ryan Parsons about Fabricio, when he talks about uh, how King Mo and uh, Mayhem and all these guys were training with Fabricio, he said none of the ground and pound works. None of it. Fabricio just moves you around, just puts butterfly hooks in on you, moves you around. He, they, they can't hit him. They, can, they can't beat him up on the ground. He's just too fucking dangerous. That, that heavyweight, long build with a sick guard like he has. If anybody gets on top of that guy when they're on, you're good luck. You're in a fucking terrible situation. That guy on his back, and you're on top of him, and you're fucked. You're in a bad spot. Unless he's tired, because Overeem was in his guard. That's true. So he was really tired. And, and Overeem's not really human, besides yeah. that motherfucker. What do you, what's the latest with Overeem? Um, they say they have some reason for why he tested over a certain number, and they also say that the number he tested um, may not have been accurate. As this is the rumors. This is everything, by the way, is completely hearsay that I'm saying. Um, so I don't does it look have like he's any fight? direct from Overeem information. Some people believe that he is going to be able to be licensed to fight and that they'll, I don't know. We're going to find out on April 24th. On April 24th, that's when he has his, uh, his hearing. I don't know if the commission makes a decision on the same day. I think they do, but I'm not sure. Um, but then we'll probably find out what the fuck they decide to do. Um, and what the situation is exactly. If it was something he took, if it was something that's not true, if it was a mistake, it was a tainted sample. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to look at a guy that you would think that might be using something that makes you look awesome. <laughs> How about the most awesome looking body in the history of the world? I mean, who's got a better looking body than Overeem? Cindy Crawford, Meg Ryan. For girls. Oh. For girls, yeah. <laughs> but for dudes? Don't you think? Oh, I mean, out of Meg professional Ryan. fighters. Out of professional well, she fighters. Does, really. She was hot when she was young. Yeah, out of professional fighters, who's got a better body than Overeem? Nobody. I like Sam Stout. Do you like that? He's got no, a very good body as well. <laughs> if he was as big as Overeem, he'd be equally impressive. Uh, Vladimir Klitschko was on the flight, the flight from uh, Fort Lauderdale. He sat right next to Duncan. Holy shit, is that guy big? Whoo! He's the the heavyweight champion. One of them, the two brothers. You know, there's two white guys are the heavyweight champions right now. We're living in a fucking crazy world. Yeah. Two white guys who are doctors. They have PhDs. How dead is that heavyweight division in boxing? It's not much there, man. It's David there's David Hay. There. He's, he's big in Europe, and there's a couple other guys, but no. And Klitschko's just boxing everybody's fucking face off. When was the last time we had a heavyweight pay-per-view? That's a good question. I think Klitschko. Klitschko, I think, has pay-per-views. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just fights in... I know he's huge in Germany, because he lives in Germany. He speaks like a fucking hundred different languages or some shit. He's a super genius. He was playing chess on his iPad all the way back from uh, Fort Lauderdale. Kimbo might be the heavyweight champion. 
Can you imagine Kim, Kimbo against yeah. Klitschko? Come on. Did he you could see beat him. A lot of people think that his last fight was a dive. Have you seen all the criticism online? I didn't even pay attention. The guy that. came online that fought him and it defended himself and made a lot of sense to me. I mean, sometimes people just get caught and it looks it looks like a dive, but it's just you're tired and you get clipped on the jaw and your shit just goes, gives out on you. It is possible. But there's also a lot of dives out there in this world. Hey, dude, right now is a perfect time for Kimbo. Yeah. Come on, he could take over that heavyweight division. There's no. Could you imagine who else is in there? There's nobody. Vladimir Klitschko. Dude. That could be a huge fight, dude. Kimbo are you, against I, Vladimir. The fuck are you that would be about? huge. Oh my god! Come on. You really think that Kimbo can hang with Vladimir Klitschko? Though it would be huge, just numbers wise. It would be huge. I bet you're right. I bet for pay per view numbers, it could save boxing. Great. Well, make if, a rematch out know, of it. I say, you know, what if Kimbo just really becomes good at it? You know, what if all the, you know, working on takedowns and all that shit well, that's just not his thing he's you got saw, a bad knee you saw the youtube videos the guy has a left hook yeah and he's got a bad knee apparently he's got like one knee that's like bone on bone it's like remember they did a thing on it on the ultimate fighter they the doctor like did an mri on or some shit and it was like you know you got a real deterioration of your cartilage and your ligament so all that leg kicking and all that you know sprawling and shit and jujitsu maybe that's not for him because his knee's so fucked up yeah. but if he could just stand and throw those hands it's Ev evander would fight kimbo that would be a big oh fucking fight Can you imagine that evander's still fighting he's like how old is he that would be a huge pay-per-view fight he's got to be like 48 or 49 right something like that who would have ever thought? Remember when he was fighting Riddick Bowe? Remember those fights back in the day? Yeah. Those were crazy wars. Dude. A small dude with a huge heart and a big guy that was real talented but didn't train that hard, and they just fucking went to war. Woo! Riddick Bowe. Riddick Bowe was talented, man, but he just <laughs> never had the work ethic like Holyfield had. He just never could completely get it again. And then Galata came along and just fucked up his life. Galata fucked him up. Apparently, they said the, the Galata beatings were the really the beginning of the end for him. He should have never lost to Galata in the first place. The first fight, Galata beat the shit out of him and then dropped him with body shots to the nuts over and over again. Like, it was purposely hitting him in the nuts to get out of the fight. It was the weirdest thing ever. And that was it for Riddick Bowe. Like, after that, he was never really the same guy again. Those are the days, dude. The, the, the days of the heavyweight division in boxing when it was like, that's what you'd look forward to, you know? Remember Michael Dokes and remember all those dudes when Tyson came along and just cleaned out that whole division, Pinklin Thomas and Roy Nelson could take over boxing. <laughs> I bet he could Come beat on. a lot of dudes, man. Hell yeah. Roy Nelson could beat a lot of dudes. That guy's got an incredible chin. Imagine how good his chin would be with boxing gloves. Yeah. His chin is good with MMA with knees. He takes solid knees to the face. Dude, Roy Nelson versus Butterbean. That oh could be on God. the undercard of Kimbo <laughs> Evander. Dude, that is actually a great card. <laughs> Come on. That's a great card. Holy shit. But it would never happen. Roy, Roy would never get out of his UFC contract just for that. Because not that many fights. It would be huge, though. There's a lot of money in boxing. We need a heavyweight division. How many times have we started this music? It's been like at least a million times. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to put it together, man. Use your connections. Talk yeah, to I would Bob Arum. Bob Arum, if you're listening out there, Kimbo versus Evander. Or Kim, and then the winner of that gets Klitschko. Boom. Boxing's <laughs> back. Boxing is back. Roy Nelson against who? Roy Nelson against who? Who did we say Roy Butter Nelson Bean. against? Butterbean. Butterbean. Oh, dude, forget about it. Forget about it. Is Butterbean still fighting? Fuck no. yeah. No. He'll never he's quit. so big, man. Can't be. Yeah, he's, he's way bigger than he used to be, and he used to be enormous. He's huge now. I mean, he, he had a cooking show for a while. He's working on a Carl's Damn. Jr. Yeah. He could put away some fucking food. That's a big boy. Big Alabama boy. He was working on American Top Team, too. He's trying to do some MMA for a while. Remember he fought Genki Sudo? Genki yeah. Sudo leg locked him? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked your ear off. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Uh, I appreciate everybody that came down to Fort Lauderdale Improv. It was it was it was humbling. It was awesome. The enthusiasm. It's been just fucking incredible. And uh, I I couldn't be more uh, appreciative of all this shit. I don't want anybody to think that this is anything that I'm ever taking for granted because we've been having a great fucking time. Fort Lauderdale's been awesome. And this week I'm gonna film my next comedy special at the Tabernacle on 420. Uh, yeah, it's so corny. I had to do it. It's going to be in uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, at the Tabernacle Theater. I believe the first show, I don't think there's any tickets left, but the second show, there's some tickets left. There's an 8 o'clock and a 10.30. I'm going to use them both. So don't think that if you come to the 8 o'clock, you're not going to get on. I'm going to use them both, and most likely, it'll be a lot of different shit, and I'm going to do a question and answer thing at the end, just like I did on my first CD. So we're going to have a good fucking time, and then the next night, it's Rashad Evans and John Jones, you dirty bitches. Tomorrow... Tommy Segura joins Yay. us on the podcast. Yay, Tommy! And um, and that's it, you fucking freaks. We love you. We we're happy as fuck that you are enjoying this podcast. And all those people out there that send us positive energy and positive text messages and tweets and all this shit on Facebook, couldn't be happier that I'm connected to all you guys. I couldn't be happier that we're not all sort of together creating something. That's more positive. Death Squad for life, bitches. Thanks for the po- to uh, the Fleshlight for sponsoring the podcast. Go to JoeRogan.net. Click on the link for the Fleshlight. Enter in the code name Rogan, and you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. Oh, sweet baby. And thank you to Onnit.com. The kettlebells are coming. The kettlebells are coming. We've been talking about it. I'll show them to you. They're, they're sick as fuck. The first, uh, we're gonna, there's going to be two waves of kettlebells. Uh, the first wave is going to be traditional kettlebells, and then the second wave is going to blow your fucking mind. You're going to sell kettlebells? Oh, son, you don't even know. So wait, awesome. wait till you see what we're What, what are they calling them? I can't tell you yeah. shit, son, because I'll tell you as soon as we get off air. But it's, it's nuts, dude. It's cool. It's crazy. Call it's, it Joe Kettles. Dude, 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 wait. <laughs> you just have to see it. You just have to see it. It's ridiculous. I'll explain it to you. You'll see it. You'll, you'll know. Uh, but thank you to Onnit.com for everything they do. It's the coolest company I've ever been involved with, bar none. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Get in there and check out all the information about nootropics. If you are interested in nootropics, please Google the subject. There's a lot of information, both positive and negative about it. But I can tell you personally that I have been using nootropics for a long time, and I notice a very tangible difference when I'm using them. I use them before every comedy show. I use them. I like to use them before I work out. There's a bunch of different stuff we have at onnit.com. The big one is Alpha Brain. That is, if I had one supplement that I could take other than like vitamins and minerals, one, you know, if I could limit myself, even as far as athletic supplements go, I would take Alpha Brain. That is my, this is my all-time favorite supplement. It 100% works for me. It's totally subjective, though. Everybody's body is different. I don't know what, you know, I don't know if you're as sensitive to good or bad. I don't know if you're as into supplements as I am. If you're not, if you buy it, if you don't feel it was worth it, you get 100% of your money back. You don't have to return the product. You just say this stuff sucks. All right. That's it, folks. We will see you tomorrow. We love the fuck out of you. And praise Odin. <laughs>